When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. It's Long May You Young. Featuring this note's for you. Nails Lofgren, Dan Moshpit, and Evening Coconut, a long conversation on corporate sponsorship, Keenan Thompson, a titty bird, the jacket from Back to the Future 2. Ten men working. Musical guest, a time-traveling vampire. And now, here's your host, Mike Shue and the Condon Boys. Well, Russ, I do owe you an apology for not backing you with your Clapton remarks months ago. Oh, seems <laughs> the whole world has joined your side. Is there more? Is there news? No, I, just, the shit that you were saying came out because him and Van Morrison are doing an anti-lockdown album or a couple songs. Are they really? Yeah. Jesus. It's pretty. It's pretty. No, they just too. did. They just did a. They, he just did one song. Oh, it was just one song. But. Van Morrison's doing like a whole album. Is he really? Yeah, he's all. He says it's all pseudoscience <laughs> because Van Morrison is Doctor Van Morrison. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know Van Man. Yo, was... Jack. No, what is that? Doctor Fauci said. <laughs> Woo! Wait, he sings that. <laughs> what yeah. Jackie Wilson said? I don't know if he said he actually mentioned Fauci. Oh no, song. no, I was just no. Has anyone heard it? <laughs> no, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm very curious. No. <laughs> I haven't heard it. Yeah, but so Clapton's joining up with them, so now everyone's like digging up all the it's the stuff you read back in yeah. episode four or five. 
Way back when. Way back <laughs> when we were just young youngsters. When we were young, youngies. All our heroes, they're either racists or homophobes. <laughs> yeah. True. Although Neil seems to be coming out of it a little bit in this album, I think. I don't know. What do you mean coming out? The last out? one, too. Oh, shit. I, I know we're going to talk about this album. Are we? I don't know. because Wait, I thought we were just here for the McRib. <laughs> the McRib is back, and now it's gone. <laughs> Mike did come in with the McRib. I feel like I had to, it's inside go, of me had now. to go for one of the big corporations right oh, yeah, off the top. Right. This ep- we should say this episode is sponsored <laughs> by McDonald's. By, by a formed pork product from McDonald's. There's no ribs in the actual McRib. Fuck this! Um, no, five, five dollar. Fuck you! What the fuck was I gonna say? I don't know. We're gonna talk about this album, but there's. I feel like there's a million other things. Oh, the archives, volume two. Oh yeah! Holy shit! I know it's so good. Yeah, right, dude. Letters, letters from Nam. You only get it on the on 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 the archives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't find it on Spotify. You know what I love is the full-on electric last trip to Tulsa. Oh, my God, yeah. It's menacing. Yeah. Like, the, the acoustic version was, was seriously like an acid trip. You're kind yeah. of fading in and out. This one is just like, he hates the world. It sounds like he hates the world. Yeah. Just yeah. hates humanity on there, it. I love it. It was so cool I to really see all that. these different versions of, of like songs that you knew. Even the, the Human Highway with yeah. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I thought it was great. I was, like, crying. It's fucking gorgeous. But then, yeah. like, some, like, there was some that I'm like, oh, I, I definitely like the version he put out more. Like, yeah. uh, New Mama with the full band. Right. I was yeah. like, eh. But I, I like to have both options. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and I liked um, I liked the seriously fucked up version of Speaking Out. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was like, that's what part of the brilliance of Tonight's the Night is. Oh, shit, where's my fucking peeny pad? <laughs> your peeny pad? What? Where'd you come up with that? Hold on. That was <laughs> Did old. you just refer to your pop locker as a peeny pad? Yeah, just, peeny that's from an pad. old Saturday What do you use it for when I'm not in the room? Oh, I it? use it to protect my underwear. <laughs> Do you use it to protect your sweaty balls? My sweaty balls. Oh, you got the shitty one. Russ got the good one. Oh. You got the droopy one. Oh, no. You got the droopy peeny. I got the droopy peeny. peeny. <laughs> got got the droopy droopy peeny. peeny. <laughs> there we yeah. go. We'll work with it, right? Yeah, that works. Yeah. I even Now I forgot what I was talking well, about. Well, Russ's I got from Sweetwater. Uh, they make oh. all the best products. Did you get your bag of candy I'm with that? I'm pretty sure that guy's a f- the Sweetwater guy's like a total fucking Is he? freak. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was just mean, trying to bring mean? up a corporation. <laughs> like, a I think he's like a, a conspiracy. I'm prone is he to really? Trump, pro-Trump. I'm like. prone to believe anything Russ says at this point now because he was <laughs> right about Clapton that one time. <laughs> yeah, I think the Sweetwater guy was like giving to Trump's campaign. Was he really? Yeah. I feel bad because I bought a ton of gear bought, from them. Yeah, I, I have too. And their too. customer service is like one of the best I've ever done. Dude, their customer with service ever. rules. Yeah. yeah. It's really good, but... It's like Chick-fil-A. The sandwich is so good, but I don't want to <laughs> fucking contribute to someone's fucking homophobia. I haven't had yeah. Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is like severe, too. They're, they're like... Yeah, they're they, they're, they're, they're like support, like sending people to fucking like electroshock. Yeah, fucking, gay conversion. Yeah. Yeah, that's like what that whole guy's Mike thing Pence is. Mike Pence bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fucking nuts. Listen, sometimes it works, okay? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we know your history with, with homosexuality I do, there. I, I do know someone reverend. who went to one of those camps. Oh, really? Yes. What'd they do to him? Uh, well, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you off mic. It's fucking terrifying. That's crazy. That's yeah. just crazy it, uh, shit. It is. It's didn't, that's didn't insanity. Work. That's like, right. it's I mean, fear. I don't understand why that there hasn't been like a, a Nexium style like do- documentary oh, there will done be. Yeah. There will about be. that. You know, that's just like total fear. 
Yeah, it's oh, yeah. driven it's by brutal. total fear. It's, it's totally just like so, up. so they're so afraid that they'll do fucked up shit to kind of prove their point that it's a sickness. It's, it's weird, fucking believable. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Are we gonna talk about Neil Young? Well, yeah. So the uh, maybe I want to talk about a bunch of other <laughs> shit. So we've been off for a couple of weeks. So the archives. You sent us. You said, "Have you listened to Letters from Nam?" And it's oh, it's, it's so good. What uh. What the what the hell's the name of the song? Long Walk life? Home. Long, it's Long yeah, Walk yeah. Home, and it, and he changed it obviously for yeah. the life version, and it's not um, where have you gone? It's where have I gone? In yeah, the acoustic version, and it's all yeah, it's absolutely from the soldier's point of view, you it, know, and and he's just trying to survive, and it's and so good, it is so awesome. If you and we have, were talking about that, Russ, we were like, this song would be perfect. It was just him, just him. And, and harmonica yeah. and guitar. Yeah, and there it and is. that's what I wanted. Right and then, Dad, when you <laughs> sent that, and when you sent it, and I finally heard it, I was like, "Oh God, this yeah. is what I wanted." This is so sad. Just take out right the now. goddamn fucking yeah. shit and just give me a song, and it was fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. Now I listen to you guys, and I liked what you were saying, yeah. so I went back to 1972 and recorded one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so fucking good. If you don't have the archives yet, then oh, you're yeah. and you're a Neil fan, you're fucking insane. Well, you're missing out on some you're pretty amazing. Yeah. Stuff. You're missing out. Yeah. Missing out, <laughs> yeah. Missing yeah. out. I love how they put the whole, all the, you know, all the out the stuff they took out. Apparently, Briggs had a version of "Tonight's the Night" that he wanted to release, and it was just, it was the songs, but it was talking in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm glad they put some of that on the Neil. Young I really archives. liked a few years back when he did that, um, the Sugar Mountain, the live at the Canterbury, whatever. Yeah, right. Remember yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. And uh, like the whole time, it was like it says, it said like. Uh, rap about whatever you know whatever oh, yeah. he was talking yeah. about yep. you know highway rap mm-hmm. or whatever and yeah. um just hearing him like talk and just make jokes between <coughs> i loved that Sorry. stuff you're right i just choked on a fry mcrib cough <laughs> i know i just hacked up a rib from a non-existent home. rib but uh <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i feel like that would be what would have been pretty cool to hear Tonight's the night with with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but and then the um the time fades away stuff acoustic. Yeah, mm. is pretty like Monday morning, which me, was last dance. I yep. think I texted yeah. you guys. It made me even like when we covered that album. I hadn't really known it, and then I loved it, and then hearing the versions of those songs on archives too made me like really appreciate it. I fucking. It made me like want to go back to time right, fades away. Yeah. Yes. Man, and, oh my god, yeah. Because yeah. like the, his version of even the bridge on there, I was yeah. like, oh my awesome. god, it's so. And you even at the end when the whoever is in the booth is like, oh, that was that was That's a beautiful, beautiful song. song. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, yeah, it fucking is. It's fucking. And that also that that whole section shows what Briggs was talking about when Neil would turn on the faucet. He, he just it was probably a full moon at that time. Yep. He wanted to get into a studio yeah. and he just like cranked out these tunes. Right. You know, and all of a sudden, in, in like you know, two hours, he had like ten classics. I, some of those songs are just fucking yeah. So and the acoustic good. version of L.A. Yeah, yeah, which is that was you great. know, I have a new appreciation. And that for whole that like song. Cu- like minute long thing he does at the beginning mm-hmm. of it, the story he tells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. What'd you guys think of the um, the version of uh, "Raised on Robbery" with Joni Mitchell? I didn't. I don't think I got to that. that. I oh, didn't really? Get that far down. It's a fucking mess. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder That's he, what's so great about the tonight's the night. They they recorded on that 
in that zone. They called it the glow. Yeah. Remember when they had done just the right amount of cocaine and yeah. tequila? <laughs> and they, and, but then you could tell on some of this stuff, they kind of went over. Yeah. They were out of that zone they, a little they bit. They surpassed up. Yeah. yeah. It was she wasn't awesome. so much of a sweet Joni. Uh, I was going to say, that song was, well, was all right. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It, he could have done better for I Joni. do like it was like, none of my friends have heard this song. Yeah. I like how he says, Saskatoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's a lot of really amazing stuff on there. The whole uh, live Roxy um, Tonight's the Night is on there, which it was released, I think, a few years ago. I just want people to know that's not the sound of Mike's peenie pad. (laughs) It's pouring (laughs) rain. That's a defective peenie pad. It's pouring right now. I'm I'm older. I'm getting incontinent. That's not Mike being a good boy and using his peenie pad. <laughs> Mike might need to use his peenie pad a little bit because he made us some uh, nice neon blue drinks. This is here. the moment the youngsters oh, yeah. have all been waiting they for. They want to know right. what you made for what this drink. episode. So um, I tweeted out, you know, we're taking the week off and, uh, you know, this notes for you is next and what cocktail should we have with mm-hmm. it? And uh, I got a lot of great suggestions. I want to thank uh, James Clark, youngster. Uber youngster James Clark, the Uber, guy, Uber youngster, who um, hey Uber youngster, the, the only guy I know whose hey, favorite Uber Neil youngster. Young album is Trans. That's his favorite Neil that's Young what he, album. He's the guy that was on Rock in the Suburbs, right? No, that's Scott Parks, wasn't? Well, that's Scott, Scott Parks. Parks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're confusing sorry, the youngsters. Sorry, James Clark. I didn't mean to. I didn't. Parks mean to and dis- Clark. Yeah, same Clark thing. Parks, right? Same thing. Um, just kidding. We love you guys. But let me but see this here. The youngster twins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a lot of uh, interesting uh, suggestions on what kind of um the YTTs. <laughs> uh, let me find it here. All right, no, well, Mike James is- Clark. No, hold on a second. Okay, yeah, Matt D. Okay, he's on Twitter at Lift Locked Up. Uh, suggested this one. It's just called the Blue Note. Is that Dan Moshpit's cousin? I don't know, man. <laughs> Lift locked up. Lift. You think that there's a gym somewhere in Illinois where they, like, listen to Long May You Young and they get, like, ripped? (laughs) Like, fucking, come on! Come on! Do it for Briggs! Fill fill the cup! Fill the cup! I I agree with them about David Crosby. Yeah! Yeah. Fucking whalebone comb-using cunt! (laughs) Fucking push it! Give me one more! What would Ben Keith do? (laughs) Right, that's right. (laughs) Come on, get rid of those titty birds. Get rid of those titty birds. Yeah, titty birds, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks to uh, to Matt D, who I don't know lifts weights or not, but, uh, yeah, it's the Blue Note. Okay. So it's that's a gin. the name of the drink? It's similar to the Around the World, the one that made me yeah, physically ill. Yeah, that's what's making Ill. me scared. More right? gin? Another gin-based gin, drink? Gin, pineapple juice, triple sec, and blue curacao. So the only thing that makes it that different is that there's no creme de mint or whatever. Right. Which okay. I think mixed with the pineapple juice is what's made, made it taste sick. very listerine. Like, do you ever eat an orange after yeah. Yeah. Brushing, brushing your teeth? teeth. Yeah, that was I do like it every morning. Orange yeah, juice. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I mean, it's gross. Do you want to try it before let's we hit the intro? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. It's a beautiful shade of blue. It actually looks almost like a, a, a turquoise, if you will. It looks very lovely. Yeah. Cheers. Happy thanks. Belated Thanksgiving. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hold on. Oh, I do like that. That's actually much less offensive than the around the world. It's the it's the creme de menthe. You got rid of that, yeah. you got a good fucking right. drink. And I didn't use a lot of blue curacao. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, because that the has pineapple a weird... juice is nice. Yeah, yeah, that is. Nice. And the gin gives it a little bite. That's actually pretty good. Mike, I got some squirts. If you wanted to add oh, some squirts, shit, to it, I wish it I, our own. Oh no, right. I would have. Well, you know what? We'll I drink them brought... a quarter of the way down, and then we can pour a little bit in. 
We'll call, it the, we'll our, call it the blue note on the bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that our version of, of making something original is just adding squirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes right. everything better. Add it's, some squirt. It's the real Got sponsor. Got a peeny pad? Add some squirt. It's the real sponsor of uh, Long May You Young. <laughs> Along with Nails, <laughs> Nail and Porium. Got a peeny pad? Add a squirt. The uh, only Neil Young podcast that we know of that's covering Neil Young's catalog. Other music uh, podcasts may cover a Neil Young album or an era or some point in history, but we're covering every album as they're released, the re-release, the live archives, the whole deal. And uh, this week, it's uh, this note's for you. The dawn of power swing, according to Mr. Young. Yeah. Yeah. Where That's he brings Mike in the Shue, horns. by the way. Oh, Mike hi, Shue. I'm Mike Shue. That's uh, Luke and Russ Condon from hey, the Van Town Meeting. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us after we took a week off. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and tonight we're sponsored by the McRib. Yep. <laughs> Dole and Pineapple Juice. Dole Pineapple Juice. and uh, Seagram's Gym, because uh, we go yep. all out. Seagram's and the, Gym. And the Top Shelf Arrow Triple Sec. <laughs> Ooh, Arrow made Don't the forget blue, blue curacao. curacao. Yeah, Arrow makes the really shitty flavored uh, liqueurs and drinks, mm. and uh, they do a good job. So you know it's them. expensive when it comes in a small plastic bottle. Well, you know, <laughs> if you drop it, you're not wasting That's any of it. That's a good point. And you guess, so you guys like these cocktails? I do. I do like bad, these, yeah. yeah. That's good, because I was afraid they'd fail, so I brought this pint of Jack Daniels, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drink regardless. It regardless. We're getting cocked. I'm getting fucking cocked, kid. kid. So this week it's uh it's this notes for you. Can I just say I, I missed you guys? Oh, oh that's really sweet. How was your Thanksgiving? I missed yeah. the youngsters too. Did you I have did Thanksgiving you. in your new place? No, no. Not at the ladies. Oh, house. you don't even have chairs. Yeah, I barely. I, I have a couch. I, oh, it good. actually it's coming along. Yes, it, I have a father. Yes, <laughs> um, I have a couch and uh, his name is Eric. And his name is Eric. <laughs> no one's gonna get that. I don't care. It's stop, funny man? to me. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Dan Moshpit gets it. He loves Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Left side. Strong side. Okay, sorry. We are going to do up-downs until Neil is no longer tired and thirsty. I fucking hate that movie. Really? I fucking love that I don't movie. Like, I don't like sports. I don't know. That's not true. I like some sports movies, but that movie fucking it's, it, bothers it's me. It's top three sports movie of all time for me. You don't want really? to get on that Number ball one's like Happy a Gilmore. Man, Christmas Ham? <laughs> I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because we watched we, it we so much. We watched it so much. My mom was obsessed with that yeah. movie. Your mom was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like a big football head. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, Wasn't the young hot men? I might have been. Men. It might have been Den- a lot of it. Uh, Denzel had a lot to do with it mm-hmm. at first, but no, she's like a big. She loves football. Best football movie ever: North Dallas Forty. You guys ever see it with Mac Davis and Nick no. Nolte? No, it's a. I've never even heard of it. It's based on a book about the Dallas Cowboys in the seventies. Huh. Love me some Nick Nolte though. Oh, he's awesome! Man, especially it. In, in the Mandalorian. <laughs> I have spoken. Oh my god. I am smoking. Don't even get me started on the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's so fucking good this season. I can't get into. I. I got, this season's good. I couldn't get into the first season. I gotta try again. You didn't f- finish it. No. Oh, 
Yeah, that's good. All this right. season's pretty again. great. Yeah. There's been a couple episodes where I'm like, eh. Are boring. you caught up? I am, yeah. So you know his name is Grogu. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. You just spoiled it for everyone. That's okay. I don't fucking care. Just bleep that out. They're here for I'm the irre- they're here more for the irrelevant talk and not the Neil Young stuff. That's true. Right. Yeah. Well no, they're here for our favorite football movies, I think. Oh, that's right. Top yeah. ten favorite Neil Young football movies. <laughs> human Highway. One yeah, one, human <laughs> highway. The music video for Two, this notes for you. Poncho song. <laughs> Journey through Instead the end zone. Song. That was a good one. Poncho song. <laughs> it's, instead of Rudy, it's Davy. It's, it's Nils. It's just yeah, Nils. It's just Nils. Nilsy. Nils, you're never going to be in the band. You're too small. No, I can play guitar pretty well. You know what, Rudy? Actually, we need a piano player. Too. I can do it, Coach. Rudy's right up there with one of those movies that gets me fucking pumped every time I watch it. Again, I hate that movie. Really? I don't like that what movie. What about John Favreau and Rudy? Uh, I just oh, yeah. I Speaking know, of Mando. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. Initial thoughts? I like this album. It's weird I've always liked this that. album. This, this I've, a... I've always loved this album because it's got a lot of life to it. I like the style no, of music. No, the last album had a lot of life to it. That's, it's it's ironic that it was called Life because it, it had very little life in it. Um, <laughs> but it, to me, it was like, to me, this was the return of Neil Young, not Freedom. Really? Wow. Yeah, because this album was just, it just had that spark in it. And he. It's, gen- I mean, it, it feels pretty genuine, pretty genuine Neil. And I think it's, he's got something to say. I think it's up. because he was using cocaine. Again, God, I think so. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't discount that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think he was like, he was using this genre as opposed to mimicking it. Yeah, you know, in old ways, yes. he wanted it to sound like a country album. Yes, everybody's rocking. He wanted it to sound like it was recorded in the fifties, and mm-hmm. and uh, and then trance. He wanted it to sound like Kraftwerk to the point where he changed his voice. You couldn't even yeah. recognize him. But here, he's singing like him. And he's using it. There's actually some you know, some pretty good singing. Really good singing. Yeah. yeah. And that's because he's he's, he's singing like, for real. He's yeah, not putting yeah. on an act. He's like, not trying to sound like I wrote down, country, like, there's some you know? songs. Twilight, like, Twilight fucking, was one. He sounds actually yeah. really good. And oh, the, absolutely. And, and his guitar playing. His guitar, oh, my God. I mean, it's, you can hear it's it so loud, refreshing. You know, yeah. It's just, and, and a lot of times he's so not refreshing. playing the blues. Yeah. There's a lot of times where he's just playing Neil Young. Neil Playing that, playing with a right yeah, with you know, the blues he's, horn so he's, section, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like harvest in the sense. So, where, but I mean, it, even you know, blues is, uh, you know, is this considered a blues? I don't album? know. It's jazzy. It's, it's, well, it's swing. It's, like, it's swing blues, blues, swing blues jazz. Then, there's it's, it's like jump blues. It's like T Bone Walker's very yeah, similar to this. Yeah, you know, and um, um, Clarence Gatemouth Brown had a lot of albums like this, yeah. and he's a big Clarence Gatemouth Brown fan. But I mean, this is sort of the, in that same sort of typical Neil fashion. We, the sound he he found here, or whatever captured, or whatever you want to say, was also something that was was going on or was to come. You know, like was this. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Actually, it wasn't until like the nineties. Really. Yeah, I was gonna say, but again, there's Neil sort of ahead of the time. But well, yeah. it's funny because it's it's almost on the it's it's flirting with ska. It's flirting. Well, to me, it's it's not uh, really. You hear any ska? No, here? no, it's but just, swing, it's, it's, the, it's the, the swing. Connection. I know it's swing, but yeah, but swing. But a lot with of that ska. swing. No, it doesn't. Stu- yeah, it yeah does. because the way you're fucking deaf. <laughs> no, but think about think about like you said what happened with the '90s. Right. That transferred into ska, and I know ska started more as like a reggae, like uh, J- Jamaican yeah, sort of thing. But I wouldn't. Th- compa- I think it's a com- combination because if you think of some of those, a quick quick side note about ska. 
Oh, don't even start because I'll. <laughs> no, you know listen, what? no, listen. You'll like this. You're just a fucking hater. Shout out to Russ's other band, Reader Remember. Uh, Zach Frederick, the one of our good friends, the the founder of Reader Remember. He sent me a link on Thanksgiving Eve, and he just said, I think he said like Happy Thanksgiving or <laughs> or Skanksgiving or something. Skanksgiving. He yeah. took a town meeting song, this song we do called Time. That's like more up tempo and whatever. And he made a ska version of it. Oh, good. And it's fucking good. Oh, you would love awesome. it. It's yeah. pretty great. Well, see, I love ska. And I Luke hates fucking ska. It's dumb. Do you really hate ska? Oh, yeah. yeah he Stupid. hates ska. How, man? We you were on the Make It Five Stop Iron podcast. Frenzy? You oh, still yeah. fucking... I, I, like, I like Five Iron Live. I don't know. Just the the whole genre is, is just annoying to me, and everyone like skanking. I think is the Do you dumbest like, thing. Are I've you ever are you specifically you. just a million Isaac Coleman? Are you specifically talking about ska <laughs> revival, you. like nineties nineties yeah, revival did. ska? You liked ska. You liked Christian ska, I dude. You liked OC no. Supertones. No, 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 I didn't. Yes, you did. There's I Christian like, ska bands. Oh yeah, 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 dude. Some of the best. Why isn't there a podcast? Five Iron Frenzy. I'm sure the Punk Tree knows all about it. The punk Tree. Probably, I bet you yeah. those guys know Jesus all about Christ. Christian ska. Yeah. Five Iron that's Frenzy, because me and Luke were obsessed with the with this band called Brave Saint Saturn. Yeah, but that's not. And Scott. the guy from the band, his name's Reese Roper. He started as a, ska, a Christian ska band called Five Iron Frenzy, and then he started Brave Saint Saturn. The only reason is, I like F- Five Iron is because I saw them, and it was the oh, they're so good live. It's like the, it was the funnest live. shit ever. And it, it, the reason why it was so fun was because it wasn't so Jesusy. It was like <laughs> really fucking fun. And yeah. I don't know, like I was because I was at one of those festivals, and it's just every other thing was just so fucking Jesus worshipy, which is fine. But then, like, well, fine at the time. And then I would when and I happened upon the Five Iron show, and I was like, "This is fucking fun, dude." Some of those bands from back then that no like that have like Polar Boy, I re-listened to. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I looked up the guy, sent him a friend request. He does. I mean, they don't. They haven't existed since like yeah, that's crazy. They were they're big in the Christian world. No, they weren't. They weren't. When, I, well, when we they had one album. Yeah, and they were at that festival we went to, like a big. So Christian they could have been just like festival. us. Just we were so cool doing our thing. Was it a Cornerstone? No, I no. hear that one was awesome though. Yeah, we went to we went to Kingdom, Kingdom Bound, Bound Winterfest. Kingdom Bound. Kingdom yeah. Bound. It was great because it took place at a Six, at Six Flags. Flags. So it was like, oh my god, it was like, yeah, yeah. Jesus, and then you just get on the, get the Superman, yeah. <laughs> waiting through the line for three hours, <laughs> trying great. to trying to witness to people in the three hour long line, give them tracks and shit. Jesus <laughs> would love the Mind Eraser. He did the one I sat next you, to him. Your legs hang yeah. on the bottom. That's friggin' awesome. But wow, any, that's a whole world I'm totally unfamiliar with. Oh, yeah, with. man, it's we like, could talk about that. So, yeah. it, back to the Ska relationship. I don't think this is really, this album's related to Ska, except the fact that it has horns. We could talk about that until the Twilight comes. But to me, this this more, and I'm not, I'm not taking away from it. I enjoyed this. This might be my number two or my number three favorite album of the 80s so far. But it, it reminded me a hell of a lot of uh, the Saturday Night Live band. Or right. like Kevin you, Eubanks. And you know what that is? That's that 80s production that yeah. still right. was yeah. kicking around. Did you guys Musical listen? Guest. Did you guys listen to the Blue Note Cafe yes. album at all? The live, I, I didn't yeah. get a chance, but it is I so to. fucking good, and it sounds one hundred percent better great. than this album because it's, it's live. It's and, just cohesive. Yeah. It's and the you can really hear his guitar. He does a bunch of other tunes on there that are really great. And it's it's like he should have done it live. Like he should have done everybody's rock and is live. Is that its own release? Is yeah. that something we'll be covering eventually? Yeah. Yeah. We put that out yeah. a few we'll, years ago. We yeah. can when we can 
go to a few. Like I, I love their version of Tonight's Tonight. We can. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Sixteen too. minute version of Tonight's. But there's Tonight. other tunes on here that were meant for this album that he plays that are just so good. Mm. Yeah, and he just should have. He should have done it live. Was that, so was that done at the Blue Note in Winnipeg? I don't know. I don't. I think. I it, don't. I don't think it was. Oh really? Yeah, it was in a, a much bigger room. I yeah. Think. Well, the so I looked up the Blue Note where the album cover was taken. Yeah. It uh, he would just when whenever he was in Winnipeg, he was known to just unannounced show up and play shows there. Right, which is so fucking cool to me. I don't know. I love shit like that yeah. so much. Like that when artists go back to their hometown and they just mm-hmm. pop in. Yeah, I feel like that's the best. Just they don't forget where they came from. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking pretty Neil, awesome. Man, I love that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. or when he goes to Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joan Joni was in Saskatoon. <laughs> But yeah, I think this this album he kind of to me it's the one where that kind of brought him back, brought him back out of the the mimicking phase, yeah, and brought him back to you know I'm just gonna you you know this is the Neil phase, and he did the thing with the horns like he did with he nilsed Larry Cragg is his name the his guitar tech yeah yeah he knew how to play the saxophone a little bit I guess and then so Neil during the life tour in between his acoustic set and the electric set. He'd do a short set with Poncho on um, like Hammond organ and Larry Craig on um, saxophone and him on guitar. And that's where this came out of. Okay. And then he was like, let's get a horn section. And, huh. you know, Ben can play horns too because he played saxophone. Yeah. Well, did, he, did he nills Poncho a little bit too for having him on the keys on this? And no. no Nils, yeah. He, uh, Poncho has been playing keys. Oh, has he? Yeah. Okay. He was yeah. on the last record, I believe, playing keyboard. Right. Oh, right. And at this point, he's the only member of Crazy Horse. Neil is has anything to do with well except ralph is on one song, one song. and nice. then he got fired did he because yeah. ralph had trouble playing like blues and swing to the point where his drum tech <laughs> had to show him how to do a blues shuffle <laughs> yeah and at that point nico bolas said look this bike is broken you <laughs> should fix this yeah, bike but that's that's annoying to me because the reason neil loved crazy horse was because they were like that they right. were these like right. unpolished fucking they just right He's yet still ambitious. Together. Yeah. Right. But yeah. he didn't. He didn't want that for this album. He wanted someone who could swing. So he got Chad. Chad uh, Cromwell. Cromwell yeah. And Jeff Roses. Was that his name? Um, I got it hey, down here. Hey Chad Ralph, Cromwell. great job on Reactor. Just a heads up, we're gonna do a swing album, an electronic album, a blues album, and. Uh... Yeah. Well, he they went out and they did. Uh... I only see Chad listed as the drums. That's what I. That's who I was referencing. It's only Chad and Ralph that I see listed. They went out and did um, a short tour with Crazy Horse and the Horns, and it just sounded terrible. Crazy Horns? And Nico Bolas made Neil listen to the tapes and say, this sucks. Yeah. You know, you need to get a rhythm section that can play this stuff. No, it was like, um, I keep thinking Cesar Rosas, and that's the guy from Los Lobos. Cesar Ramirez? (laughs) It it was... was, um, It was Joe Walsh's rhythm section. Is Caesar, Rick Roses. Is on Cesar bass. Ramirez the dog whisperer? <coughs> no, that's that's Cesar Milan. <laughs> hey Pooch, sit. Hey Ralph, sit. But like he he got into it with Ralph and and Ralph basically called him a tyrant. Neil did? No. Yeah, Ralph called Neil a ty- a tyrant. Huh. And I'm thinking, oh, you're just figuring that out now? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, the guys. The guy like threw Crazy Horse away a couple of times already, you know. So over the over this break, I had never listened to just a Crazy Horse record, and 
one of the youngsters, I think it was Elliot Moses. Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> I didn't do that on Friday. Elliot. <laughs> but he, he sent me a crazy horse. Did he horse. tell you to phone home? Yes, he did. Yeah. And I listened to it. It's actually really great. It's weird. But you, I don't know. I, I, I dug it. Have you guys listened to cra- Just Crazy Horse? Um, we could do a, a, like a bonus episode on one. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really. I think the first one. That's that the had one Danny I listened on to. Yeah. yeah. That was sounded pretty good that one was from pretty what good. I remember. Yeah, we should do that as a bonus or something. Because yeah. I liked it. I liked it, god damn it. Yeah, because um, didn't fucking... Was it Briggs or Nietzsche that produced it? It was Nietzsche. Nietzsche, right? Which yeah. is funny because he hated Crazy Horse. Yeah, that's what we talked about that yeah. briefly. No, is, we didn't. Which is, which <laughs> Shut is up, Korchmar. <laughs> people had some stuff to say about that. People had some stuff to say yeah. about that. Good old DK. DK, Cooch. <laughs> Call me Cooch. You can't give yourself a nickname. <laughs> but I did, I did like this record. I liked it more than life. Uh, obviously more than trans and more than everybody's rocking. Probably, like I said, second or third favorite. Yeah. I'm, uh, I have to, as far as the 80s goes, it might be my number one. Really? Well, no, no, that's not. Well, more than Reactor. Yeah, definitely more than Reactor. Really? Well, I, love I, Reactor. I seem to enjoy it. I mean, you know what? It had been a long time since I listened to Reactor before we covered it. Yeah. And I had forgotten a lot of stuff on it. Um, but I think I, I, I went, I've gone back to this album more than Reactor, for sure. I don't know. It just has that... It has an energy to it that even Reactor... It's the energy for me because the style is not something I would normally listen to. And honestly, I don't know if I'll dip back to this one too much. But the, the energy, the spark of it... I think mm-hmm. horns just kind of annoy me. I don't know what it is. It's, they ha- it comes from the ska hatred. It does. Yeah. Just you think, just hate horns. Did, I just don't like... Did you like the Brian Setzer Orchestra or... No, no? God, no. Ew. Did you like a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? No, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Cherry Poppin' Daddies or whatever they were. swing Did you like any of those? go right to hell. I got to tell you, I saw the Brian Setzer Orchestra yeah. um, at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C., and it was perfect. Perfect? It Something about 16 horns playing at the same time is so fucking huge. I guess maybe so if I powerful. saw it live, it would... They opened with the James Bond theme, <laughs> you know, that they play at the beginning, and with the horns kick in, you're just kind of like, whoa. I mean, live, it's something else, I man. Know. I mean, That's have just... you ever seen, like, a like a big band live? No. I saw the Count Basie Orchestra when I was, like, 14. Wow, that must have been awesome. It was pretty fucking awesome, and I wasn't yeah. really into that then, but my father was, like, a big jazz guy, and he would take me to, to shows, and... and um, just to feel all those horns yeah. live, it's pretty powerful. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need to see it live, and I'll appreciate it a little more. I just, it doesn't do anything for me right now. But this album, especially when you texted us and said, "Listen to the live at the Blue Note Cafe," yeah, that helped too. I don't know. I just think the way you put it earlier when you said it feels like he's not using the. Like he's not using the genre. He's, he's not. He's not trying to copy, like copy it, right? To make it sound as authentic as he can, right? Like Harvest, he's just kind of using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's applying it to his music to add a little color. Yeah, and uh, and I think he does that successfully. I think the 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 best example of that on this album is Coupe Deville. We'll get to it when we. Coupe de, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, that's and even, that's not even like all the horns at once. 
Yeah, but we'll, it's just we'll the style it. and the singing and everything is it comes together great on that. Were the Squirrel Nut Zippers a horn band? They were more like a. I think they were on like the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Yeah, they were. They weren't so much a swing band as like a twenties, thirties. Yeah. Kind of hot jazz, like old Louis Armstrong kind of thing. Yeah. They were. I've I saw them a bunch of times in the nineties. They were actually really good. Were they perfect? They weren't as perfect as the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I'm telling you, those when it's like all those horns at once, it's unfucking believable. Did you jump, jive, and wail at the show? I I fucking did all three of those things and maybe some other things. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Wait, that's Brian Setzer. Is that the other one? Yeah, Who? jump, jive, and wail. Yeah, that's, that's Brian, Brian Setzer. Who's yeah. uh? Do do diet diet. That's weirdo. No, that's grapefruit diet. That's grapefruit the only, that's diet. why I couldn't think of the actual grapefruit words. Diet. I don't remember the actual person. <laughs> I don't remember the actual words. The, the those ban- that style just reminds me of uh, fucking blast from the past. Remember? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. He's like right here, ready, right here. When he on the fucking radio. <laughs> well, that's Barry Como, but I'm talking about when they go to that bar, and it's like the '90s and. And he, he orders a Rob Roy. His, the douchebag guy orders a Rob Roy. A Rob Roy. Or something Dude. like that. I know he orders a Rob Roy. I don't remember, but. <laughs> Good story. Leave my elevator alone. Okay, that's. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Brandon Fraser? No. Fraser? Christopher Walken? Is it a football movie? Hey. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brandon Fraser isn't a football movie, though, isn't he? Isn't he in The Replacements? Yeah. yeah. No, that's Keanu Reeves. No. I always get them confused. Really? Nope. <laughs> All right, let's get into the album. All right, you want to hit first song? Yeah. All right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Who said I'm only one man? I'm not ten men working. Can't all be ten men working. I like that baritone sax. Yeah. It's like adds to that bass. Good movie. Colin Hay comes in. <laughs> Dude, there's a connection with this song to, really? to them. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't catch it. I played in the land down under. That means I went down on the curve. Stop it. Did he bite the Vegemite? <laughs> My favorite part. Yeah, I love those. You should, you should listen to the, the live at the movie. Yeah. See, like, what I mean, Shu, is that riffy horn stuff definitely is prominent in, in ska. Yeah, like, yeah, but it's like a, it's its own riff. You know what I mean? Right. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, but when you say ska, I'm no, thinking of the I know. Yes, I know what you're saying, but well, that's a train song. Don't bring that up. Luke will get Oh, that's not like a train. That was supposed to be a yeah, ska no, that song. That was a train song. I'm not a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we talk about how amazing Colin Hayes' solo work is, though? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah, he's, he's excellent. I just heard him on a, not just, but a couple I'd say it's ago. perfect. Any minute Shut now. up. It was such a good show, man. I was, I su- I was surprised. That's why I said that, because I wasn't expecting too much, and it was great. My ship is coming in. Okay, we all um, know it's good. Uh, Colin so Hayes, uh, the, where he guests on Dumb People Town. You guys ever listen to that with no. the Sklar Brothers? Oh, I've heard about It's so that. funny, it's but podcast, they always have right? a musical guest yeah. on when they do it live. Musical guest. <laughs> no, that's this album we're doing right now. Musical guest. <laughs> you, you could say that over any one of these songs. No, that's yeah. not true. 
Coop didn't Guest stay at the Hyatt Regency for promotional consideration. I dare consideration. you try to say that seriously over at Coop DeVille or Twilight. Well, except for those <laughs> Or ones. one thing, even. Yeah. Well, the Men at Work connection is he was inspired to write this song because... And this is fucking awful to me. Because a crew member on the Evening Coconut was wearing a Men at Work t-shirt. Mm. No way. Yes. And he said, that's us. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, that's this band. We're working. We're out there working, trying to get you to have a good time. We're men at work, and then so that's that's where this. I I chuckle as I take a sip from my fucking pineapple. <laughs> yes. That's ridiculous. No. <laughs> yeah. Good blue drink. Uh, well, that ended up becoming the name of that the band. Can I? Right. Can, yeah. Men Can I say something that might be a little weird, and maybe racist? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe go ahead, Eric Clapton. Yeah, go ahead. No, okay. yeah, let's go, uh, slow hand. So, go ahead, cream. <laughs> so, I was talking to uh, not, I wasn't talking to anyone, I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I might do be... you talk back to your podcast that you listen to? <laughs> Hold on, listen, it's gonna that's make... right, Joe it's... Rogan. <laughs> it's gonna, make... I was thinking the same thing. That's because I take on it. Yeah, I actually have taken Alpha Brain. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I oh, think Josh God. takes Alpha Brain. Too. Yeah, he does. That's that's yeah, it doesn't problem. work. It doesn't work for Josh. He's oh, he's just, all you want to do is suck Pete Holmes' dick, both of <laughs> you and Josh. Oh God! What's? <coughs> I've heard it's pretty big. Oh my God! So no, I don't. But. So what? What? What do you want to say that's weird and racist? Uh, it's not racist. Okay. I, I wouldn't know how to what word to use, but. Uh, you guys know Hannah Gadsby, the the, yeah. the comedian who who did the Nanette yeah. special and stuff. She was on Pete Holmes. Yeah, and they were talking about how she found out like later in life that she was on the spectrum. Yeah, and they were the two of them were talking about how like Pete also thinks he might be a little bit on the spectrum, and like the way they talk about it, I was and they, and they were sort of talking saying that they think most like really. Famous comedians or really good comedians are probably on the spectrum in some form, some level. And and it made me think about like musical artists too. And then it made me think about Neil. And I was like, I feel like Neil might be on the spectrum. Yeah, probably. You know, the, you know the, the, uh, he, he takes things to extremes. Yeah. Like when he like, gets into something, trains, the Synclavier. Right. And, you know, I was, it just made me think of when you go through some of the like levels of, of the spectrum. With whether it be like Asperger's or autism or whatever, and you look at some of the traits and some of, you know, um, it it sort of lines up in a lot of those right. ways. And I think with a lot of artists, well, David, you know, Byrne, even myself, I'm like I kind of want to find out if I'm on the spectrum in some way. David Byrne from a ba- another band you hate, Loop, the Talking Heads. I did try to watch Utopia the other day. I couldn't get through. It. Oh, so I saw that. Oh, I, I, tried, I, I, I meant so to watch good. it because of, try again. because of you talking, talking um, heads. but he's on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, and well, um, I think I think like you said, most people like in you have to be, you have to have. I think the biggest problem is when you say the spectrum, it's hard to like it's there's not a negative connotation. No, you, no, not at all. It's not at just all. like a d- describing thing, and I th- I think like in order to be artistic in any way, you have to be like a little like skewed from the norm i think well that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's autism though no that's yeah that's true too i mean you could just be you know just um just stubborn or or you know you just you have a talent a talent to right ignore your surroundings and pursue yeah i mean even you know, your, even your vision like if you look at someone like trump narcissism is a mental fucking right issue you know it's like 
clearly that's affecting the way he goes about yeah. life and things he says and decisions he makes. And, and I think that's are you saying who, Trump is an artist? <laughs> are you saying he's just some German performance artist that has been just I mean, fucking with us for like Borat for the last four years? Yeah, that would be something. It'd be kind of relieving. I'm waiting for him to say, I'm actually Andy. My name is Andy Kaufman. Holy shit. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, I'd but vote then for people him. Would, well, I mean, his fans at this point would just be like, well. well okay, we'll, sure. Sure, yeah. I killed a baby. I'm voting for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, as yeah. far as narcissism goes, I feel like that's every artist. Like, you have to be... At least some f- level of it. But, I mean, narcissism... Not, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, you have to, like, have... I don't know how much of a spectrum to... there is with narcissism, though. It's sort of like an actual But you have to thing. have some kind no, of ego yeah. to get up there right. in front of people totally. and think what you have to offer is good enough to do that. But, right. at the same time, n- not necessarily. I mean, I know... Musical artists or musical artists, musical guests, <laughs> Devo. Um, were they ever on? Who are just like, like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, who aren't like that and who like think everything they do sucks or like, well, I think you know, there's but a they, they still with, they, they have to. It's not like they, well, that's they exactly do it because I, they have an ego, they do it because it's inside of them and they have to get it out somehow. That's exactly what I was just gonna say, and and to. To plug Luke's solo album, which is really oh, good, you. and everybody oh, yeah, should man. check thank out. Yeah, everybody should get that. It's Saturday on October, band camp on band on, yep. Saturday in October. Um, I was texting my girlfriend the other night because I've, I mean, I even have been telling you for the, almost a year that I want to do a solo album, and I just like, I can't. It's so hard for me because I think I, I write a song and I'm like, this song is awesome, and then like I step away from it for fucking two minutes, and I think it's the worst fucking thing ever. And so the the idea to me of like putting out a solo album, it it's fucking horrifying, and it's weird because like with my band with the, with town meeting with my brothers and it, it's a different thing, and even then I I still don't bring a lot of what I should bring to the table as far as like things I, I you know I I want to share, so I think there's you have to there's a balance in most artists where you do have that ego and and you you feel like you do have something to say or something to share. But another part of it is that you just don't know what to do except for that. Right. Like, that's yeah. just how I am. And I don't know anything other than that. And the idea of not having it fucking scares the shit out of me. Right. You can't not. Yeah. Not I can't do not it. create or right. share my art in some way. And so I don't do it to wait to, you know, to what my ego tells me or even not what my ego, but it just, there's so many different layers right. to it. But well, yeah, I agree. I think for some people, it is that. You have to do it, and I think with Neil, it is that right. Yeah, it, it's he doesn't know what else to do. That's just all he's ever known. That's who he is, and he'll never be an opera star. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Great yeah. Well, so on that note, this one is it for me? This note's for you. Okay. These <laughs> <laughs> are good drinks. So stupid. But so I, I. I think I feel the same way. Like it was not easy for me. I always prefer to be in a band. I'm happy with how this album came out, and I'll probably do more just because yeah. I like the process. But at the end of the day, I had to be like this. I have to do this for me, and I'll throw it out into the ether and see if people respond positively. But it's so much nicer to be in a band where you like. So I'm sure, like all of us, I rewatched the last waltz since it's on Hulu mm-hmm. every Thanksgiving. I play that album so, every Thanksgiving. Do you, and the ex- do you watch the, the, the... I didn't watch it no. this year, but I definitely, while we're getting everything ready and stuff, I throw I, on the last oh Every God. time I watch it, though, I, I'm still like, 
Helpless is probably the best thing on here. Have really? you listened to the deluxe edition of the, yeah, I've of listened the to album? The so whole thing. Yeah, it's got those those like that Joni song he plays harmonica on. Yeah. And what else? I don't know why they chose the Coyote song for her. I don't the, know. Yeah, the other, other two, she chose the that. other songs were bit, were better. Yeah. Oh, you mean for the well, for, the movie? For the movie, yeah. yeah. For and like, and he does four strong winds. Which yes. is awesome yeah. on there. You know, and it's great because it's with the band who are all Canadian except for Levon. My least favorite. Right. You know, my least favorite, not to go back to the subject, is is uh Van. I think No, he, mine yeah. is fucking You uh, don't like that? mine is his version Neil, of Caravan? Dude, mine yeah. is Neil Diamond. Oh, Neil about Diamond. The, I'm sorry. Yeah, Neil you Diamond. got the wrong guy. You don't guy. like Neil Diamond? Gonna, no, dude. Dry your eyes. Just, Come dry your eyes. He doesn't belong there. Shed a no. tear. It just sucks. A, that song sucks. It's dude. a newborn afternoon. Like a, like a baby's bluffing boom. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. You don't well, belong here. So, With his fucking... No, dude. He does belong there. No, he's, he a, he's a he's songwriter. Yeah, just, like, they, even just like Robbie Roberts. And they almost booted Muddy Waters Oh, yeah. Well, the way he's dressed... Yeah. yeah, of course. He comes out in some kind of green bedazzled jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah you're and he's the guy's five, the guy's five two, like three hundred pounds. Doing a character, yeah, exactly. Right? You know, he's got those high like, heel platform yeah. shoes on and stuff. He looks yeah. like he escaped from Hobbiton. But he fucking rocked it, man. <laughs> oh, it's those great. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. One more time. Yeah, Caravan sure. is fucking awesome. Yeah. But no, I knew you were thinking of the Neil Diamond. I was thinking of Diamond. Come dry your eyes. Anyway, what what I'm getting to is I love. So all right. Muddy Waters is also one of the best ones on there. Of course. But after I watched that, I watched the Robbie Robertson thing, the Once Were Brothers. I will say this. You'll hate it, Russ. And for good reason. I like it for for the footage, I'm sure. No, because even I hated it, and I don't have the knowledge that you have about Robbie and the guy. It's it's, Robbie made it. It's super whitewashed in his opinion. And I'm not taking anything away from Robbie. Great fucking songwriter. But you can tell he's like... Towards the end, he starts... It's like, oh, great, make this movie once they're all dead. And Garth exactly. is just like a record. Right, yeah, it's like good. he put out his book once yeah. Le- you know, Levon well, it's, And it's just died. him right. and Garth, and Garth didn't contribute at all, which makes right. me think like... Literally, that's I mean, because you, Garth is in a cave surrounded by organs. He's basically <laughs> right. the owl from fucking Rockadoodle, well, but without the menace. You Dude. read Levon's book, right? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, we're, so Garth, this wheel's on fire. Yeah. Garth, Garth, like taught the rest of the band like oh, yeah. a lot Garth about was music the fucking and how to play. And, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they and they helped. What's, you're gonna, you're like he took, then. Robbie took Levon's like stories from the yeah, south absolutely. and from yeah. you know his adventures basically. And and you should hear him get into how the first album we all wrote together, and by the third album it was basically me and Garth writing the entire. Okay, thing. if you wrote the first thing together, then why are you taking literally all of the songwriting credit? Because you he, fucking jackass. Because he uh, no, I'll tell you why he got in. He he had a. Uh, got in bed with fucking um uh who were they with fucking one of Geffen the Geffen towards the uh, well I later. know but not not it, Warner Brothers or one of, one of yeah. the big ones but anyway not the the whole point I'm saying is like they get in in that one of one of the things I love from that doc is when they talk about when they all moved to Big Pink mm-hmm. Levon had left during the middle of the Dylan tour and then they called him back and then they were they were talking about these like few years where they were together and it was before heroin it was before all that shit and they would just every night just get together in the mm-hmm. basement and write together yeah. and i think that's so fucking cool yeah and i feel like you either have that you have to choose to you, but you but that takes like a lot of self sacrifice like that's not easy to do no especially not yeah, like yeah you nowadays. can't do it halfway right. Yeah. But, and also, and like, like you like have to time, give up. That was at a time where a record label would, you mm-hmm. know, give you a million dollars to just take a fucking they would, month. Right. And, they you would know, nurture. Whereas now you have to like 
you have to save for a year and a half to get a week of studio time. You know what I mean? Right. And you have to pay yeah. for it all on your own. Right. At least, or at you least a band like us. After yeah, like you know, re-crowdfunding. You're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I'm, I mean, if I could go back, it would be like something like that, that big pink time or like Laurel Canyon or something. Like those times are fucking, yeah. uh, you know, for music, like that community, that, that vibe. And like you said, before obviously the heroin comes in and yeah. whatever else. You should have seen him take liberties knowing that obviously – Richard Rick and Levon are dead just talking about, oh, yeah, well, they just, you're going to hate it when he starts talking about Levon, how all he did was heroin, and he just yeah. fucking, I can see you, Russ, is getting literally fucking human oh. about it. So it's why would so, you speak ill? I mean, that's it's just so, fucking terrible. Well, he, and he does it in this shitty way where it's like Especially he tries now to he's, like pay he's homage. He's fucking Martin Scorsese's little bitch. Oh, come on. And that last movie sucked. What movie? I'm the Irishman? Kidding. Yeah, it was, was, it was fine. I thought the Irishman was great. No, it was good. There were some parts that were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, they should have found younger actors to play them when they first I, met. I didn't think it was realistic where, when De Niro... Part, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And then that part where De Niro beat up the uh, the shop owner there. It was there, the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It was yeah. like, yeah. It I was, want, I, I, I mean, I for like a, a director it, who's known for violence. Yeah. Yeah. He could have made that a lot more violent. Even just that one scene. Just get yeah. a body double, because yeah. you shot it from the back anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, Why that, do you have him shaking? Like, yeah. Because the rest of it was <laughs> fucking like, great. Dude. It was just that. I mean, was it, like, yeah, it was yeah. the best part of it to me was Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Like their acting was fucking Joe Pesci phenomenal. Was, this might have been his best. Fucking but and I wanted to like it more th- than I did, and I got to watch it again. Probably it's great. Yeah, but I just think yeah, I don't know. It, it's just not one of my favorite Scorsese films. So anyway, but I love it. Ten men working is pretty good <laughs> tune, man. <laughs> I'll Sorry, tell you right I don't even now. Know how we got on this tangent? I don't know either. <laughs> we started talking, and then we got onto autism and the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, and now we're talking about how fucking Scorsese fucked up the Irishman and Robertson's a no, dick. he didn't. Hey man, but Robertson is listen, a dick, and I do like the Irishman. That's I just, this podcast. Goddamn it! I'm just being yeah. mean because Robbie Robertson's a fucking selfish. He's ass, a great so. songwriter, though. You got to give him that. No, yeah, he's yeah. a great yeah. musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's incredible, but he sucks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So um, anyway, ten men working. Um, I think it's a good start to the album yeah, because it's, start. it's one of the most it's one of the stronger tunes on the whole record. I think I disagree, but only because I like the softer stuff on this record. Uh, well, I more. we yeah, are in agreement too. there. I, I like the because my top stuff. three will, but will I, reflect. But you that. have to start with a song like this, and right? You can't... It's the dawn of power swing, Luke. Jeez, power swing! Mike, you would, invented a genre. Mike, would you say it's the perfect start? It is. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it was gonna, a great show. I couldn't believe how good it was. It was perfect. I, I like I we talked about hearing Neil's guitar in this and I just like right away in this song you can already tell like oh he's 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 here and he's playing guitar. oh yeah go to it. go to a four thirty and it sounds great yeah yeah it's about time. and see like that's not typical blues no that's, that's Neil Neil yeah that's not blues at all yeah. That's blue. That's yeah. blue. See, it's amazing. You can play like, he, like Neil, mixes, epic yeah, Neil Young craziness. And then he just goes right back. And then gets down to this B.B. King thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Total B.B. King. Right? Yeah, I and he does that, that through yeah. the whole album, which yeah. I think is great that he yeah, makes yeah, you want to play. Hit. He yeah. uses it where it's appropriate. And he's paying homage, like, homage yeah. and whatever, but he's also like fucking being Neil, you know? Homage? I, I, yeah, I don't what know. What is why. homage? Homage. Is that how you say it? I'm a do for homage. Homage? Is that how you say it? Homage. Is it? No, no. You said it right. Homage. I'm yeah. just being an idiot. I'm just being an asshole. Homage. Homage. It's pronounced homage. Let's, <laughs> move, we, we, homage. let's move on to this notes for you, right? Yeah. This is yes. this is the whole this is the 
whole album is this one song. I feel like this. Really? No, no, no. The, al- the whole album is great, but he there's so much to this one song. Do you All know right. what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. We'll start it up. Dude, that, that's, that guitar. That baritone sax, too. Oh, yeah, right? I love that. I don't sing for Arrow Curacao. <laughs> yeah. So, that guitar, man. Yeah, yeah man. Right? You can't, like, you can't be more... Like, normally Neil's very poetic this is, and metaphoric. This next like, coming up is, is Mark Mothersbaugh's least favorite line of all time. Right? Even though it wasn't about him. <laughs> all Mark Mothersbaugh does is sing about spuds. I still, when I first heard this, I thought that it, that was a dig at Devo. Really? No, yeah. no. I think no, it's about it's Spuds, Spuds McKenzie, McKenzie, the original party. Yeah, yeah I know that now, but I thought because of all the shit we we talked to Mother's Ball about. Oh right, yeah. And and him getting into potatoes and shit and talking about how Neil was like very anti that and they were very pro that. I'm like, is he Neil's anti potato? Yeah, Neil hates potatoes. Oh god damn it! <laughs> the, the guy who's like, there's all this about Clapton farms. thing. He's a homophobe and he hates potatoes. I Jeez. always ask for he's, uh, the right say peel we, off. I say we cancel him. He's he's uh, a <laughs> is a, is a potato a tuber? Mark Mothersbaugh. Would know. I'd say he's a tuberist. Let's call Mo- let's call Mothersbaugh <laughs> again yeah. just to yeah, ask is him. potato a tuber? I believe it is. Thanks. Hey, wait. You, do you want to hear this instrument I just made out of a plastic bag and a wolf's ass? <laughs> sure. So this so this he just starts banging it. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> we just sit there for 15 minutes not, while he bangs a wolf's ass. It sounds a like church bag chimes. Together. Yeah. There's so much to this one song, and I feel like. He well, got... the story around it and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a ton. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the Michael Jackson stuff. And oh, my God. Yeah. And the video. You got to watch the video, yeah, youngsters, you if you video. haven't watched it. We posted it. And it was banned. It was banned. Well, yeah. it was banned on MTV. MTV said. And Michael Jackson's they... lawyers tried to sue him and stuff. Well, that's what, that's what MTV used as an excuse. They said, well, the artists involved in the video will try to sue us. Neil Young's people, I believe, according to Jimmy McDonough and Shakey, uh, he was talking to somebody, one of Neil Young's lawyers. They said that there was no, they checked with the record labels and there was no danger of them getting sued at all. MTV was primarily concerned about sponsors. sponsors. The whole yeah. thing was about sponsors. Yeah. So he made this. Which and, is so ironic. And MTV made that's his what point. the song is about. Right. And MTV yeah. just ends up yeah. making his point. You know, the whole song valid. And then so, he ends up getting nominated for the an MTV music. Well, it took video some, it took some yeah. doing. Right. But, and he accepted you know. it. He went like he went up and accepted it. And Did he win? I thought he. No, he won. No, he won the video music. Fat one. No, that was a Grammy. That was for oh, that's, video. you're right. Yeah. Yes, he did win. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. he, and you know who gave him that that Moon Man Award? No, who? Daryl Hannah. No, no way. Yes. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. That's <laughs> some vampire shit. Hey, uh, what are you doing after the show? Do you think she grabbed his ass on the way out? I don't know. And he was like, "Hey, I'm a married man." Yeah, that's don't break up my happy home. That's fucking great. So he wrote an open letter. But he had the time travel real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he wrote um, an open letter to MTV. And he he said, MTV, you 
MTV, you spineless twerps. I love that. You refuse to play this notes for you because you're afraid to offend your sponsors. What does the M in MTV stand for? <laughs> Making money? Long live rock and roll. <laughs> Do you think he did a good Neil chuckle after that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to, they had, they couldn't. I don't see now what's <laughs> my favorite fucking thing. It's like, it's supposed to be so clever. Like he probably like pause. Who do you think the M stands for? Making money. Oh, roasted. <laughs> see yeah, this like when he does the, the Starbucks thing, he's like, I want a cup of coffee, not a cup of GMOs. <laughs> Good well, one. Well, Neil. Listen, listen to you really listen, got him. Listen to my conspiracy theory on this one. All right. So Q-Anon? if you look at what Neil has done in the past with playing characters, Buds Anon. his movies, stuff like that, right? Do you think this was part of the project? Listen, you ban my video. We cause a big stink about it. No Then way. we do a 20-minute special on Neil oh, Young right. they did and that. why they banned the video. And then he does an interview with Kurt Loder where he basically says the same thing. Your bosses are spineless. And then all of a sudden they play the video. It wins Video Music Award of the Year. I mean, you might be right. I, I, it, I don't think I don't think Neil would do that though. I don't know. He used MTV as part of his performance piece. I mean, that's, and they went along. with Either it. way, it's fucking great. If he yes. did that, or if right, he didn't. I'm not denying it's great. Sure, he did that, but he had the time travel first to make sure that it worked out. That's right, point, Russ. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. You know the guys. You know the guys who started MTV, or the guys who made MTV. What it was and what it is today, only had two good eyes between them. Les Garland and um, Bob Pittman, who runs, who used to run Clear Channel. Yeah, they both have one eye. Really? Yeah, they have glass eyes. For real? Yeah. So the guys who started a one of the greatest (laughs) visual mediums of all time, only had two good eyes between them. That's wild. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I did not know I that. I didn't know yeah. that either. So anyway, that's my conspiracy theory, is that he got with MTV and said, hey, you want to do this big thing? And they were like, sure, this sounds awesome. It'll get us a lot of publicity, and it will, it'll make up for the bad publicity, because any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. It'll make up for the bad when we do the special and accept it, and then you'll get the Video Music Award of the Year. Hmm. Doesn't that seem too... Too much like I've been smoking too much weed? Well, too unlike Neil to... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> too many blue notes. Uh, not yet. Give me another two. It'll be awesome. He does call out Clapton in this song, though. Right, yeah. Think about yeah. it at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys have seen those commercials, though, for Michelob. I don't... The only one I remember is the Bud commercial. So it was it was Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood, and I believe Genesis all had a contract with Michelob. Okay. And Eric Clapton re-recorded... After Midnight, specifically for the commercial, to that slower, kind of bluesier version. And I forget what song Steve Winwood did, but then Genesis did re-recorded Tonight, Tonight, or whatever that song is. And there was a lot of that. I mean, um, Bowie, even David Bowie yeah, took a contract Bowie with it, Pepsi. Yeah. Um, like the pop stars then, you get, uh, but he, Bowie he, was he, the weird in, one. In, in this video... He also has a Whitney Houston lookalike. As right. Well. Yeah. She Cause was because Pepsi she at was this diet Pepsi or Diet Coke or something. something like in the that. '80s, though, and and through most of the '90s, Pepsi was making a big push to do stuff like that. To because they were the the soft drink of a of a new generation. 
So they were trying to like keep it young and get these artists, you know, at the time that were big yeah. to appeal to that. So there was a lot of that was going this, around. Was, did this video come out after the Michael Jackson accident? Yeah, yeah that's why yeah. it's in there. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. You know, if he predicted that, that'd be fucking... <laughs> no, yeah, that, oh, if yeah. he predicted that would be... <laughs> We'd a, be like, oh yeah. shit, he really is a fucking... That's exactly, Charlie. right? <laughs> that would have right. been yeah. amazing. <laughs> but even even the fact that it, it's after, it's like... <laughs> The dude so awesome. like got in a serious accident, fucked up his face, yeah. like, and then Neil just fucking makes <laughs> yeah. fun of him. Yeah, but really he raped kids. So I point. think the whole MTV point. thing was just part of it. <laughs> you know, he he used MTV as a tool for this, like he used so many musicians and and artists and things like that. So that's my conspiracy theory on this. Not taken away from any of its greatness. To me, that makes it maybe even more great. Right, because it's like he's not getting sponsored by them. But he's playing this weird game. He's using them like another musician, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, he's using, yeah. you know, whatever. That's just something I thought of when I was smoking some good shit. Yeah. I like the I like the the boys singing in the background on this one, too. Yeah. Oh, the live oh, version. Oh, yeah. I can it's always great. hear. BK. I remember in the 80s, they started playing. They released that live version that's on the Blue Note Cafe. And. I remember radio stations in Boston were playing that one instead of the studio one because it was like five minutes. He basically goes through the song twice with a couple of really great guitar solos. Mm. Um, but that that was all over. The live version was all over the radio when this album came out. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I think you could get it on the cassette single or something. There was a bonus really? track on the cassette or something like that at the time. I mean, what what are the... I want to ask you guys, have you guys ever taken a sponsorship with Town Meeting? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> Dude, we, in the past year, I we've love done. That. I mean, <laughs> not huge ones, but like. We took fucking um, Elixir Strings. It's not a huge sponsorship, oh, but yeah. we do a fucking. Few, Russ did a video of him changing his strings. We got some free strings out right. of it. Right. Well, but that's some, that's like a product you actually right. use we've, and you believe yeah. in. Never official it's, it's, yeah. sponsorship. Nothing like that. We haven't been paid. They just sent us free strings. Well, how, how do you guys feel about that? Like, say, let, let me give you an I example. I don't like it, really. Well, let me ask you this. So, say, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So, say Starbucks mm-hmm. came to you and said, I'll give you $300,000 to sponsor your band, like kind of like how Jägermeister sponsored bands at $300,000. I would have been like, yep. we're Okay. So you would just, this would just be like, yeah, they would be at your shows pushing their product. They would have to put scrims on the stage, like little banners on the stage with the Starbucks logo. And and obviously all there's a million different factors. Are they trying to get into our songwriting? Are they, or are they right? Well, no, I'm not saying they're going to try to control any, or do they want to take a song we wrote and use in a commercial? No, they're just going after your audience. That's I, it. Don't, I don't give a shit at all. Okay. And it, but also cuz back in the 80s that was like you know that that was like it was definitely like you had to be super huge to do that. Right. And at that point people didn't care. So but Neil has the luxury of being a fucking multimillionaire. Right. We I I don't know if my power is going to get shut off from mm-hmm. week to week. You know, especially right. during this pandemic all our right. gigs got canceled. Like I'd like to think that I have all this artistic integrity, but if I also like the creative process of writing weird. Right, we're not. We're not. We're, not, we're a, not talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about your your the content of your art here. But if that was the case, they said we'll give you three hundred thousand dollars. You have to write a song about Starbucks and put yeah. it on your new album and put I, it on. I, I don't think the I new do album. That. I'd do a solo one for three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> see, that's, I'd write see, a that's double how LP. it would be. I mean, I I don't <laughs> well, know. You got five kids, man. So, hell I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd take that check too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I do, and in it's, fact, I have. It's a good question. It would depend. 
It would depend on the sponsor and stuff, I guess. I, I recently maybe did, Starbucks I, was a bad example. So let me throw out. Um, I didn't do a thing recently that they did because I didn't. I don't want to be affiliated with like the Christian church. And they paid us. They paid the guys to like do a eat like a fucking Christmas special thing. And I didn't town wanna, meeting. Yeah, and I didn't want to do it. I opted out, even though it was good money. So did you guys end up playing? Oh yeah. We did. We sang. Okay. Without uh, me, sang, I didn't do it. We sang a right. a Christmas carol and a half. We sang the first Noel and Silent Night, which are songs I like anyway. And did you get paid church money for that? Oh yeah. See, that's good. That's like Disney money. And then, and yeah, I yeah, but to me, I I just it but goes th- against what I stand for and what right. I believe in. And, well, to me, that 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 gets into religion and not so much. Yeah, I know, and, that, and that's a that's whole different. Why, like you're supporting. Totally. Something but nowadays, that, they're all mixed together. Look at our oh, current sure. president. I mean, the Christian church is, you know, 90% responsible. Yeah, for but I'd, I'd do a read for for Pepsi. But if they said, I want you to do a read for Joel Olstein, I'd be like, no, fuck that shit. Totally. Or I want you to do a, a read for, yeah. you know, the the uh, the Jewish lobby or for some any religion. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't believe in any of that, you know, but I'll take Pepsi's money. Exactly. Yeah, you know. see, I think that's what I mean. I think I, I mean, would... Am I a hypocrite? I think I would do it for Starbucks, but I also am like, I don't know, because I think about, like, that shit that Neil talks about with the GMOs and the Monsanto and, like, how fucked up that that is criminal, a lot of the sh- that shit. Right. So it's like, I'd really have to think about that, but I also need the fucking money. That's and li- the, like Luke said, like, he's in such <laughs> a, a, you know, Neil's in such a priv- uh, privileged position. Exactly. So he can, he can make a song like this and it makes right. sense for him but right. for us we are not in that position so i'd have to think about it but i agree with you i wouldn't do it if it was a religious thing like right I, or politics like i wouldn't politics, endorse yeah i wouldn't know. do it if the trump campaign yeah. asked to, us and right. said they'd pay us 200 ultimately two million dollars or something I to wouldn't me that's do it. nobody's business yeah you know it's like i don't i'm not endorsing i would anyone. do it if bernie wanted me to <clears throat> all right well so that's good well you believe in bernie, yeah right and uh, yes okay so that to We're me that's talking about bernie madoff i just want to make that clear. oh <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, he doesn't have any more money, I Russ. I'm prison. sorry to tell you, he's, yeah. he's not doing so Russ so thinks well. he's innocent. Oh, really? Well, good for you, Russ. You yeah, him, OJ, MJ. stand up, right? OJ, MJ, right? Uh, RK. Yep. Stills. No, we don't. RK is Crosby. Really across the line. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to piss on you. <laughs> part of the, I think part of the reason why he... Um, Ripped the Chappelle show. He uh, just... This helped him also is because I think this whole thing with MTV turned him on to a new audience. Yeah, it did. A younger audience that kind of believed yeah. the same thing. Like, we can't believe, you know, is Steve this, Winwood anymore because he's singing for Michelob, or we can't believe Is this believe the first whatever. time we really see this side of Neil, which really goes into the future of Neil, of being very vocal about corporations? and Because that's become his sort of one of his main... And I, I don't remember so, any yeah. albums before this that he's this blatant he's, about it. He's it's been he's more gone after farming his record and, company, but he's never yeah, really, but never never like never a, never like corp, a huge like, like big, multinational yeah like never big money corporation thing. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the first taste of that we get, and right. th- and that becomes a a major fucking right. Neil trope. You know, would you consider yeah. Payola Blues a song like that? Um, not really. No. Not really. I think that's more. Well, he goes after an industry, and that's the radio industry. Yeah, yeah, you know? but it, I feel like it's not as straight up corporation. It's not killing people. This is yeah. the most blatant. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is, and I honestly like. 
once if we like had Neil money, I would probably think very like say very differently. Yeah, but if you can yeah, afford to pick and yeah. choose, to do that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but and if I you think that's what he's got... saying is all those other people can't could could afford to. That's too. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, the Rolling Stones didn't have to take a sponsorship. No, Michael Jackson didn't have to. You know. Oh my but god! Also, no. Like I had right, the most yeah. money in the fucking world. Right. But you know, I don't like Michael Jackson. Uh, Whitney Houston, like these are pop singers. Like they're they're yeah, not they, like there's not like a m- yeah. bunch of like deep rooted integrity in them anyway. Like their fans wouldn't say fuck them. Right. right. They took the Pepsi money. It's it's more like Clapton and I think <clears throat> even Mellencamp. Like he finally did Mellencamp gave in. Do? Mellencamp what did he do? In. I don't remember. I just read like he tried to be. It was only that's Neil, odd to me. It was only Mellencamp Neil and like... Bruce Springsteen that were like no. Right. And now I feel like you, you kind of see Springsteen songs in a lot. Did of Did Tom Petty? Ever, uh, well, no, even, he just sued even everyone because they now, played the same Even courses. Neil sort of does a thing with Amazon because of Amazon Music because of their high stream. Does he? Right, but they're yeah. not like a sponsor of him. No, but he talks about their music stream. He endorses them. Yeah. And that, I think that's that's, I think that's different more fucked up than anything else. I don't think he's, yeah. he's taking... He's probably got some deals with them, but I don't think he's like being paid to say things. Yeah. I yeah. think he I think he likes work like just like he said the stuff about the Pantheon Podcast Network, who we're right. part of. He they have that endorsement on their front of their webpage. Right, as long as they know and I'm as sure long as he knows that it's actually right. they care about the the streaming and, quality. Yeah. The and I'm sure they're the not high paying res, him. like the Because they're not paying us. <laughs> they're not paying you guys? Oh, they're not paying me either. Fucking Luke's ska got hater. the church money, he's That's got right. the fucking I he, took that blood money. They pay the ska hater. Fucking assholes. <laughs> They said, J- we just want you to know that this, all the money we make from you guys playing is going directly to gay conversion camps. No, Sign the check, Jesus baby. Christ. <laughs> you don't know that, man. That's what I'm saying. So you guys, I do know you that. Guys, I looked up the church. So you and guys, I talked to the people. You, you guys talk are to o- them about that? Yeah. Really? Yes. Not about gay it. conversion camps, but about What'd homosexuality about? and stuff. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, e- why not? Either way, they're a very vanilla church. I would never go there, but they're like... That's a church I'd like to be they're part not of. Anti- the vanilla church. They're not anti-anything. <laughs> they're vanilla because they're, not they're pro white. Anything. Yeah. And they're also like, I don't... I'm not evangelical. They're an evangelical church. They didn't ask me to not be evangelical or to be evangelical. They didn't ask me to like change anything about... They ask you to pray before the show. No, they didn't. Every time, other time we've done it, they they pray with us. Did they have Nilla? I got no problem with that. I pray on my own. I, I'm not against prayer. I'm not, like I'm an Episcopal. I like. I still consider myself a Christian. I just hate evangelicalism, which they are. But I, he even at this one at the end, he's like, "Do you guys mind if we pray?" That's disgusting. Uh, Pepsi. He's, he said, "Do you guys mind if we that pray?" Like that the burp bl- was brought to you by Pepsi. Does that tastes like the Blue Note Cafe. <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm fine. Whatever you want to do." And he just prayed. I didn't care. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, I got no. Pro- I got. I got no. So you guys have no problem with that because back in the day, bands, a lot of bands. No, it depends on the situation. I think. Right. For well, me personally, back but. at this time, a lot of bands, yeah. a lot of like, especially the underground alternative bands. You know, if you took, my, I remember this band called the Long Riders, who are really a great band from L.A. They're kind of rootsy. Um, you guys might actually like them. Okay. They took a, also took a Michelob sponsorship. And they got a lot of shit for the Del Fuegos. You guys know the Del Fuegos from Boston? <laughs> we both look at each other. Oh, why? Did you have a bad experience with the Del Fuegos? No, dude. That's the name of the, the fucking wild hogs. wild hogs. You ever see Wild Hogs? No. With jo- Tim Allen John and William H. Macy, John no. Travolta. It's a fucking great movie, man. Oh. Well, fucking, there's... you know who else is awesome in that is, um, what's his name? Fucking William H. Splash. Macy? No, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Fuck. Uh, 
Martin Lawrence? Yes, Martin yeah, Lawrence Martin is Lawrence. fucking yeah. hilarious in that movie. Well, they were a, there was a band way before the movie. <laughs> a pretty like awesome band from Boston. This look we gave each other when he said <laughs> that. I know. I was like, oh, they, the, the Duff Wagos fuck these guys at a gig <laughs> no, or no, 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 no. It's just Dan, Dan Zane's we fuck just, you guys. We know all weird fucking okay. movie references. But they were, they were a Boston band who got a major label deal, and they got a lot of shit for that. And then they did a Michelob commercial, and they got a lot of fucking shit for that. So I think the biggest thing, too, is like now... The music industry, at least the local music community, it's so different now, and we're all we're all we all are in this sucky situation with streaming, mm-hmm. right? With like no fucking like opportunities really for artists to emerge. Labels are all dead. So like, if one of our close friends gets this big opportunity, like it's the, I'm sure we all get a little bit jealous, but we're all fucking rooting for them because we're kind of all in it together and. And for the most part, like most bands help each other out now. I th- I think like, and even like, so it's uh, more accept well, it's more accepted now. If you get if you get an sort of, yeah. if you get an endorsement offer, it's more accepted now. Like that's fine. If you're making a little extra money because Starbucks wants to pay you, well, think about that's th- fine. Think about like the like the bigger bands now and how they got fucking big. Look at the Lumineers. They got big because they were in an Apple commercial, right? Well, see, that's what I'm trying. But my point is, it's a lot different now because bands are using that money to remain more independent, right? And the the, Black Keys have done that. They've sold, they totally licensed tons of their. The Vampire Weekend has done tons of shit like that, exactly. And And Vampire Weekend rules, right? And it allows them to keep making the music they want to make because they don't have they don't have to take the (laughs) money. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, huh? Who? Some guy from Vampire Weekend? Yeah, the lead singer. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, he was just on you talking talking heads to my talking head. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that at all. That's kind of cool. I Cape like Cod show. Boy? What's his name? I don't remember his name. It's something silly. He's not excited, but should he be? <laughs> I love Vampire Weekend. But but the whole, like... Wait a minute. Is Rashida Jones his cousin? <laughs> no, they're married. Right. I got Never that. mind. I thought it was you got good. that right. I I thank, thank God somebody got yeah. that. Oh, That's a song it. of theirs. It's oh. called Cousins, right? Yeah. 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 Me okay. and my cousin, and you and your cousin. cousin. Yeah, because yeah, there's only one percent of the people, uh, and they all breed together. Uh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Well, no we're talking about taking. We're well, yeah. talking about hillbilly elegy so, like, on Netflix. I think. <laughs> but na- nowadays. That's like the only way you can make money. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, placement, you really can't get it right. otherwise. Like that, I would do. You want to put us in a commercial in a movie or whatever? Fine. Right, and that's but, been going on forever. But, it, it, is, it, but it, it, it was is. it was looked down upon for a long, long time until I'd say the past 10, 20 years. Yeah, where bands got smart about it and said, "Okay, well, we'll sign a deal. You want to get the eighteen to thirty-four year old crowd? Right. We'll sign a deal, but you can't say anything about our creative process." Right. You know, and, and they got yeah. smart about it. And then they used that money. And then they all made trans and everybody's rocking. And <laughs> Well, he, Neil actually did. He he cut his deal in half. Yeah. So he didn't have to have all the pressure. So, Gef get, you know, he, he cut it to half a million instead of a million bucks. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they were doing, like the Black Keys. That's what they do with this money. We don't have to take so much money from whoever they're on, Warner Brothers or whoever they were on at the time. And, yeah. I have... Uh, at this point, I have no problem making like my line. I'm sure the more money I make, or that the the more comfortable I'm, I am, the further my line will go down. Like right now, right? I, I know it, I definitely it, won't do sense. a pro Nazi commercial like okay. that. I won't do three hundred grand. Mm. I probably won't do one. Would you wear? Okay. Would you wear a Gestapo outfit? Three hundred grand. How about still? not? How about not the outfit? Just the mustache. <laughs> that I would do for a hundred grand. 
Okay, that's good. To and know. I would wink at the camera. I'd give you one wink. Let's get a kickstart. Oh, wait, going. we got Eric Clapton on the phone. <laughs> Eric Clapton says he'll pitch in 50, 50K. <laughs> Jesus. All right. This Should Eric, put your mask you. on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Goebbels. You got me on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. We're getting I'm into the third best member of Cream. We're all right, sport- let's go. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right, let's all right, keep going. Yeah. All right. Oh shit, we just spent like 40 minutes on this one. Yeah. Well, it's a legit question though. There we go, baby. This song is great. This one's for all the youngsters out there. You want to talk about the fucking blues? <laughs> I'll tell you about the blues. But this is also jazz. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. like smooth. Yeah, you know, don't call it smooth. Silky, <laughs> but yeah, there's it's you know, he's got that tone in his guitar. Yeah, and the, like know? the brush sticks on yeah. the, on the ride. Yeah, this is another one of those songs where it's well, right now it's on the hi hat, but I love it, but it annoys me. Really, similar oh, man, to I love sing, this song. similar the to lyrics? Long May You Run, because it's like. The lyrics are so good, but it's like, I want to believe you're making a metaphor, but I think you're actually just singing about a Coupe de Ville. No. Well, let me tell you what. Listen you know to this what? right here. Listen to this lyric. I love this line right here. How long can I carry this monkey around? Actually, that's from a monkey I sent Neil in the mail. <laughs> Yeah, listen to the Mother's Bow interview to get that yeah. one. And I just well, love that, those, in that I case, Luke, he's really singing about a monkey. You're right. I love those horns, like way right. off in that, the background. Yeah. Those it's horns, so I love. So fucking yeah. pretty, man. It's, I think again, this is like one of his. I finest like the vocal changes. The, yeah, the way he sings and yeah. the changes. The the like. This is Neil's blues. It's if about I can't him. Have you he was he was on know. the road and he woke up in the middle of the night and he was it, like he says in the song he hit the wall. Yeah. He's yeah. like he was done. He was exhausted. He was totally burned out. That's what burnout is and and this is the song that came out of that. And a Coupe de Ville. I looked it up cuz I was like, I wonder why Coupe de Ville cuz I know he's a car guy. Yeah. A Coupe de Ville is one of those cars that has a separate compartment for the passengers and the driver. So like Okay. Some of those old cars that that would have the chauffeur in the front and it would be open, but there would be a, a compartment in the back where the passengers would sit. So he's got a Coupe de Ville. He's driving it, but it's got a separate section for the driver. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, he'll always be alone. Yeah. No matter what. Because of the life life he chose. I like this song. And the monkey thing is it's the vicious cycle. Like, you know, you got a monkey on your back. He can't, like we were talking about earlier, he cannot not do this. Right. This is the life he's chosen. He's not going to be an opera star, right? So... He's always going. Oh, 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 oh. So he's going to be on the road forever. So he's going to be feeling like this. He's going to make those sacrifices, family, marriages, things like that. All right, I like this the song a lot. So more this now. is Neil's specific, and this is what's great about this album: that whole you know mimicry versus using the genre. Yeah. This is like Neil's blues. Yeah. You know, and he's and it's like a common blues theme. My woman left me. I'm all alone, but. In his point, he's being more specific. Like, this is what I'm going through right now. Yeah, and um, and it's just it to me. That's this is I. You know, I'll jump ahead. This is this is my number one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. This one, This is one of his best songs. This one. We'll, we'll get to it. 
the the trumpet in the back, like you said, the horns in the back are like the background horns are so fucking. I just love nice. the changes and the way he sings. Just yeah, his vocal performance on yeah. this is is excellent. Yeah, yeah it's and it's very Neil. He's not trying to sound like Gatemouth Brown. He's singing like is. Neil Young. It's he's just this amazing blues guy. He's a, he's kind of like a Neil Young of the blues because he okay. he experimented with different genres. Nice, but it's, now, I like know. I like this. I don't think it's in my top three, but I like this song. It might be in my top three. It might be my three. I don't know. Anyway, it's how between, about it's between that or Twilight. Twilight is my number like one. I, how sure. about if no, my number one is how about if Nails Nail Emporium gave you ten thousand dollars to make this your number one choice? I would do it. All right. You say a thousand dollars, I would do it. All right. This Coupe de Ville's for I'm you. a whore, Mike. Is what I'm trying to say. I, dude, I worked in radio. <laughs> Still do. Of course, I'm a whore. <laughs> Fucking, you know what it sounds like when I fart? <laughs> oh, back to the last song because we didn't spend enough time on it. Oh, okay. I think I'm ten might, men working. I might no, no, no. This note, shut up. Oh, this, this note's, note's for, for you. you, right? Right. The uh, I think the note he plays at the end that this note's for you. I think that's an F. I don't know if that's true or not. I tried to play it on my guitar, but then I realized I was. Wildly out of tune. So what are you saying? Like F U? Yeah, I think that might be like a little kind wow, of Wow, cool. dude, that's amazing. Cool. Someone someone look that up yeah. and find out that or play along to it. And tell me if that's an F he plays. Mm. In the live version, it's awesome. And then I like, think he ends on a U chord. Yeah, it's a U. It's definitely it's it might be a U flat, <laughs> but I think it's a U. I love the in the live version. This no, this no, yeah. this no. Oh, I love that. No, I did yeah. hear that. You. Yeah. I, did hear I love that. that. That's great. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, let's let's move on. I also really like the bass in this album. I meant to say. Yeah, the rhythm rhythm section they made the right choice because these guys could swing. Rick Roses and uh, Jack Cromwell. Was it Chad? It's George Witzel. No, George Witzel. It's George a story Witzel. about him. Was it George Norm? Rick Roses. <laughs> Rick Roses. That's it. And who's the drummer? Chad. Chad Cromwell. Ted Danson. Ted. This is my cut song. Is it really? Why? I like. I don't know. Lyrically, I don't know even how I feel. Were you about scared it was going to be people on the street part two? Kind first? of, a little bit. Well, he's also like, I don't know. I like this. That's life for you. It's almost it's, it's like a little it's too ZZ Top. I was going to say it's it's ZZ Topish, but it swings though, man. Those drums, the guitar too is great. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't. It, you know, I love the line. Um, what is it? It's coming. It should be coming up here. Don't it trouble you, brother? Don't it trouble That's you, my brother? Favorite part yeah. is, don't yeah. it trouble you, pal? So he lists off all these things: homeless people and people hungry and drug abuse. Right. And doesn't it bother you? No, well, so, that's okay. So originally, you know, I'm like, like the the attitude of America in the '80s was like, yeah, it's like people the on the cities, street, but it's better. The cities are fucking riddled with crack, and. Doesn't that trouble you at all? So, no. Because I'm sorry, not. Cooch. People on the street sucks, and this yeah, song's right? really good. Whose idea were the fucking backing vocals? Well, so on originally, it? lyrically, I was like, okay, it sounds like he's kind of like talking about economic inequality and like kind of talking about speaking up for like kind of the speaking out the lower class. And uh, I don't. But then I'm like, is he or is he just like kill all the homeless? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think at this time he was. He was starting to Yeah, he's anti-corporation, but he's pro-killing homeless people. I don't know, yeah. man. He's still, it's still 88. Well, that's the thing. He's no. anti-corporation, but he's pro-strong defense. 
Yeah. That's why he liked Reagan because right. of the strong defense. I think he was out of his Reagan. This one feels <clears throat> like he's stepping away from Reagan. Yeah, absolutely. Because he probably did not like H dubs. Oh yeah, what CIA yeah, what year fuck. was this? Was this H dubs at this year? Eighty eight. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. H dubs. Or no, it, it would be the end of Reagan, beginning of H dubs. Right? <laughs> yes. H dubs. <laughs> I think I just had some H dubs. Then what do you call W? What's W? Just dubs? Yeah. dubs. H dubs and G dubs. That frog was racist. Do you know that? Yeah. It was wicked racist. Anyway. Well, Spuds McKenzie taught kids how to drink. I'd assume Spuds was before my time. Me and, I don't even know about Russ, but for me, it was the fucking frogs. Remember the frogs? Oh, the Budweiser frogs? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they can't do that anymore. Why? Spuds McKenzie, the Bud Frogs, Joe Camel on all cigarettes. For kids. It's geared towards kids. It's marketing. It's seriously, it's marketing to kids. Yeah. yeah. You know? Now we were talking early. Oh, now it's all dilly dilly bullshit. Right. Yeah. But at least it's not like a Which cartoon. Which is marketed towards fucking John Cell dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad I said that while you said that. Just, I love you, Josh Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What were you saying? I forgot now. <laughs> Russ. That's life in the city. That's, That's what I'm city. saying, man. All right. This is Chicago horns. Very up, much. Up top. This is Otis Redding. Yes. Try a little tenderness. Yeah. But it breaks away from that. And it becomes more of a Neil Young tune as he gets into it. But it's really well produced. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right I love the guitar yeah. here. Yeah. He could have easily played a blues lick there, but he, but he didn't. didn't. Yeah. I love the it fucking, was an epic kneel. The way yeah. he slides down. When yeah. it comes back, I wanted to turn that up. And so that riff. Hear, and I, I, it's not till later in the song, but that snare, that. Yeah. When he hits that, <sighs> that, that the end. end. Oh, yeah. man, I like the song a lot. Now, there's the blues. Because I love that, how he switches off. Yeah. Yeah. Those horns. Oh, this is, this is. This is my number one, like, by a mile, I think. Yeah, it's good. The sun is sitting on the long road home And I've been gone too long My little girl's waiting by Even the bass. Right. Yeah, it's great. I count the minutes till I'm And it's just like the clack on the And then right here, this. My favorite part of the song. That change. Yeah. I love it. And it gets stuck in my head so much. Yeah. Oh, keep, hold on, keep, turn it up here when he does the riff again. I think it's after he does the thing. It's those horns are awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you won't you won't hear it, but. When he does the riff at that the top of the song, he does it later in the song too. But he does that like, yeah. he like pulls the string. Can you go to three minutes in? Yeah. We're probably almost there. But I just like the back and forth between the horns and the guitar at like three minutes in. There it is. Yeah. And then this. Oh, that's nice. 
building is that BK? I don't know. BK was in in the horns that Larry Alto. Craig, but then the rest of the what was great was the rest this of the horn section, section here though. It is just know, beautiful it, between the, the rest the of the horn them. section. He got were pro horn guys. They yeah. were the LA horns. So, so it's it funny that he stuck he stuck a couple of amateur horn players in with the pro session horn guys. Right. I think that's cool. He I gave it a great. little balance. Or actually, he gave it a little imbalance, I guess you could say, because it wouldn't really be balanced. Yeah. If you throw in a couple of guys who can't play as well, you know, it so would, it, it gave it, a, you know, it gave it that unique sound. You don't notice it on this song, though. This song is, it's it's well produced. I love the fucking choice. And then Every the snare makes, hits like. at the end, like you said. They're they're like jarring, but they're really cool. It's like good jarring. Yeah. And it's not like overdone. It's not like throughout the whole song. No, it's just at the end, and and it's like a weird timing. Too, I just want to say know? thank you to whoever talked him out of what his probable idea was, which we should put bomb noises in this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we put a cheetah growl right here? <laughs> just sounds of birds. Yeah. <laughs> put a bird on it. And put I'll a be bird holding on it. you till Look, the twilight comes. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Locko doing a titty bird oh, screech. Uh, anyway, I don't really have much to say. I just like the song. I like it a lot. Yeah, too. I mean, the lyrics the aren't like... The aesthetic is just really... The aesthetic, and that's yeah, what it's yeah. all about. Like, the lyrics aren't like crazy. No, I, I literally you know, I wrote it. that like... Your woman, yeah, I wrote... But, the lyrics are fine, but the aesthetic right. is just fine. But that's about awesome. soul and, and blues tunes. It's not so much about the lyrics. It's about how they're sung. Mm. Yeah. You know? It's about how they're presented. It's like Manish Boy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lyrically. Really, any blues or soul song. Yeah, yeah but it's about it. the way that Muddy delivers exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's just how all those it. guys are like, yeah! Yeah. You know? <laughs> if I ever heard a Muddy Waters, not that I would, if I went back in time and went to a Muddy Waters concert and someone just went, yeah! Dude, listen to that. The, that one guy. of the live versions, one of the original versions of that song, of that tune, it's just dudes, yeah! Yeah, that's the, yeah. Um, that's the Johnny Winter Sessions. Is it? Yeah, that's from. Oh, it's um, so good. I think that's from Hard Again. Oh, okay. And uh, it's like it's a superstar band. It's got like Johnny Winter and Pine Top Perkins and a bunch of fucking yeah, awesome just blues awesome guys. guys. But those are some of his best albums in yeah. the '70s when uh, he hooked but up Money with Johnny Winter. But Money just fucking crushes it. Yeah, like, he just sings that with so much soul. It's just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, that's what's great about Neil too. Like Neil's got. I think Neil's got a lot of soul mm. on a lot of these songs. Like yeah, that I don't one think he right gets there, enough credit for that. You know, Coupe de Ville. Right. Know? It's not like traditional soul music no but it's neil's soul but it's he's their he's soul being in there. real yeah right which yeah. i think you know the previous albums lacked yeah you yeah, know 100%. especially the genre stuff you know there wasn't a lot of soul in that there was some yeah. there was even there was more soul in transformer man from trans than all of fucking landing on water i agree yeah. Uh, I like landing on water while I'm trans. i know you're a freak and you hate yeah, ska fuck you Luke. you know what i'm a married man <laughs> that's right <laughs> See, this is like swing right here. Yeah. Big band fucking big band blues. This might be my favorite song, actually. You know, I like it. It's this fun. one's fun. It's fun. It's fun as fuck. It's funner than Murder in the City or Life in the City. Let's see the brothers. You know what's great about this song? It's basically Neil going, ladies, please. Right. That's, you know, it's like, I'm a married man. Doesn't it feel a little bit like he had a couple close calls with Peggy? Like... I bet he had more than a couple. Messages. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, no. His text messages? Yeah, it's 80s. It's the 80s, man. There's no texting. 
He's ba- fucking Neil Young. He I want to hear it right here. I want to hear the background vocals. You know, I want to hear some more of those. Like, they're in the first two songs, and then they're just gone the rest of the album. Right. Well, they're busy playing horns, man. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Nice bass. I'm telling you, this rhythm section's awesome. Yeah, they kill it. They're, and listen to Neil play that guitar, dude. Yeah. Phone, Peggy. I got it from the future. <laughs> Quit checking it on me. Throw the bag phone away. It's from when I'm married to Daryl Hannah. You know what? I'm gonna go back and put some money on the cubbies. <laughs> yeah, listen to this, dude. Yeah. This is what I. This is like 114-ish, because this is what I wrote to. Yeah. Yeah, this is fun. This is a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun tune. Yeah. It's funny, though, yeah. to me. It's just funny that, hey, I'm a married man. It's like he's putting it out there. You know, it's like this is his announcement. No more groupies backstage. Yeah. You know, I'm done partying. No more drug dealers. You yeah. know, this, it's like this is it. I'm a married man. Yeah. I'm dead. I just spent the first, like, the last three tunes explaining how miserable I am being away from my <laughs> wife. So if you don't get it by now. Yeah. Did you guys see the? Have you guys watched the Zappa documentary yet? That no, Alex I Winter heard, did. I heard it was. I watched good. it last night. It's pretty fucking awesome. And there's a scene in it where he talks about because he was really into like the whole groupie scene, and he had the GTOs with Pamela DeBar and stuff. He actually made a group out of groupies, a singing group and stuff. And <laughs> um, he's so like just casual about it. He's like, "Hey, I'm a human being. I'm a man. I'm on the road. I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a you know, and and uh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. You know, you get the clap. You come home." You tell your wife, then you send her out to get some penicillin. You both take it. You're all right. I don't know anything about Zappa. He's like one that I just like missed. You know what? If you watch this, you don't really need to. He's just a fascinating person. Yeah, I'll watch he's, it. He's a truly independent He's a Laurel mind. Canyon guy, too, like originally. Well, he lived in the Laurel Canyon, but he didn't. He's, his music wasn't anything about yeah. that. In fact, he never, like, he didn't do drugs or anything. He thought. Really? He thought the drug culture was something that inhibited progress because huh. people were too busy doing drugs and being groovy and they weren't concerned about other important things like their art and politics and business. And What's it like on? That. I'll watch it. Um, it's on Amazon. I, I watch it on Amazon. You got to rent it. Oh, we should say this episode is sponsored by Amazon. All oh, right, Amazon, right. Yeah, And Netflix <laughs> is also sponsored. They paid me 30 whole cents. <laughs> what did you guys get? 29. Oh, nice. Well, you know. I'm, yeah, it's yeah. fair. I, you know what? Whatever. You, you kind of pulled the weight on this one. Well, I work for them. <laughs> it was like a bonus that's, for that's me. A good point. <laughs> so you brought up, um, you you brought up who was it? Uh, Zappa. No. <laughs> Pamela Debar. No, 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 no. Who also has a podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, Moon Zappa. I'll think of it. Who oh, I still love. But she's I so Vampire beautiful. Weekend. But Black I, Keys. And she's on the Pantheon Podcast Network, right? Yeah. Pamela Debar. No. Moon. Oh, Moon Zappa. She yeah. also has a podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Oh, you brought up Otis Redding. Right. Uh, and I actually think the way this next song starts is a little bit sort of like temp- 60s sort of temptations. Oh, yeah. Like oh, right yeah, here, but then it changes. I'm sorry. You know what this reminds me of? The Commitments. I don't know The Commitments. You don't know that movie, The Commitments? No. About the Irish soul band? No, I never saw Oh, that. you guys should see that. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking know. awesome. It's too busy yeah. See, like, once it gets into yeah, all this. Yeah, this is Midnight Hour. Yeah, start it over again. Yeah. Once it gets into all this, it turns, well, now it's not going But, yeah, this is Midnight Hour, basically. Mm. You know, once he starts getting into it. Yeah. 
Well, I can't believe you guys haven't seen the commitments. Go to go to like uh, midnight hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Till there's nobody else around. See, to me, it's almost like a '90s sitcom. Like a full, it's like well, that's why I said the like commitments on, on ABC, Uncle Neil's house, right. you know, like <laughs> starring two Chad Cromwell, two and a half, Neils. and then like Chad two with the drumsticks, yeah, Chad's got the drumsticks and he turns toward the camera. It's like also, you know, it's like special right. guest star right. Ben Keith, and he turns with the fucking sax. Well, that's why Perfect I said youngsters. it sounds like the commitments because that was a movie that came out in the nineties. And it just has that same feel to it. It's like it's not exactly you go to, deep yeah. soul. You know? Can you go to one nineteen, Luke? I want the horns here are pretty cool. Whoa! Excuse me, youngster. Not here. This is right here. But this is very '90s sitcom. Like. Yeah, it's step by step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's totally step by step. Going down the coaster yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, that that was the part I yeah. I wrote down for where I'm like, this is where I feel that it's like that step by step, full house, like. Right, I totally hear that. Bird by bird. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you burn. <laughs> Every honey slide. <laughs> Imagine what friends would be like. If you got rid of, if Youngsters. you got, if you replaced Joey with Neil, yes, <laughs> it would be amazing. That's ridiculous. It would be amazing. Look at me, I'm Chandler. Hey. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> these Wait. are these are my eating slacks. You replace Phoebe with David Briggs. Oh my god. <laughs> I replace Phoebe with Joni Mitchell. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god. From Saskatoon. Saskatoon. How you doing? (laughs) Yes, right? (laughs) She says it to a bird. All right, we got to get through these. We're uh, see. This is beautiful. I actually, I actually wrote for Married Man. I was like, did Neil write this to a bird? (laughs) (laughs) He's singing it to birds. (laughs) Just constantly trying to seduce him. Yeah. See, this to me is where it gets pretty jazzy. This is this is very blues though. Yeah, but it's jazz blues. It's like that. Yeah. that ride well, yeah, that's symbol. what I mentioned. T Bone Walker yeah. before that. He was very much like this. He had kind of that horn section. Yeah, a little bit of swing to him. The fresh youngster of Bel Air. And also, he sings fucking really nice in this one too. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he does. He? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like. Yeah. This album tapers for me. Towards the end, I start to lose interest a little bit. See, really? I love this. this. Is, I love this oh tune. Man, really? This is yeah. great. That bass. But it's it's classic blues. Like I lost my girl. I lost my job. <laughs> yeah. You're lying to me. The bass in this song is great too. And then just the guitar. I wrote 140 for the guitar. I mean, it'll probably come out. Tune. It's um, such a jazz change. He, he though, turns right on there. the surf guitar thing at the end of this tune, which I love. Do you know where? Um, I just go to like, like 20 seconds left. 
Yeah. You have changed my life in too many ways. No, maybe it wasn't there. Song? Maybe it was a different song. Maybe a completely oh, different artist. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you know Ventures. No, I was thinking of a real big fish. <laughs> they're That's perfect. What I was they're they perfect. are. They're perfect. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey. This is a sequel to my mind. <laughs> this is awesome guitar in here. Oh yeah, and this has like that elephant horn in it. It's got that fucking what do you call it where they put the plunger thing? Yeah, there you go, yeah. right there. The, from the mask. This is a song that he originally did with the Squires way, way, way back in okay. Canada. And during this time, he had a brief reunion with the Squires. Like, he went back to Canada, and they got together, and they played one night somewhere. And that kind of also inspired That's this album because cool. they did a lot of blues-based stuff. So he uh, asked one of the guys to send him the notes and the lyrics for this song they used to do. This one's on for you. <laughs> this note. No, Have I... you seen the video for this? No. Awesome. Is it? It's another, he shits on MTV in it again. When nice. they did nothing, they had nothing, they could just, they had to play it after that, you know. I think it's just. I like the drums of this song. Too. I think. I... Is, are the, we boring and, you, Russ? And the walking bass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I th- and by I... that, I mean Christopher walking on bass is great. Hey. <laughs> oh, here we go. Four strings for life. I have an illness. If you don't say more cowbell, please. And the, the only cure <laughs> is more birds. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. Um, more bass. Oh, I think I just, it just, it tapers for me. I, st- I think I, I could have, this could have been an EP and I would have been psyched about it, I think. I think it's just like a, like three songs too long. Kind of how you feel about Till the Morning Comes and. Um, you think a lot of it's filler? To me, it just it just feels like that to me. But then, yeah. obviously, at when you, when you go to the live one, he yeah. lo- he apparently loves it. So it's not filler to Neil. To me, it's but just, live, it's completely different. That's it's true, just yeah. so much to me. You know what? I I probably if I wanted to hear this kind of, this Neil, I probably wouldn't even go back to this album anymore. Go I just go straight one. to Blue Note Cafe. Yeah, I agree. Mm. It's just so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, you know, it's this a, song it, is a horny Neil song though. Neil loves him some. That's right, man. Else. Well, he was like no, I sixteen mean, when he wrote horny. it. Horny. <laughs> When he wrote this song? Yeah, this is the Squires. He was like oh. 16, 17. Oh, I thought you meant he just like played it with them. I didn't know he wrote it when. Oh, no, this was like one oh, of their wow. tunes. This is, the way, one he ad- this is the one where he addresses MTV straight up. Yeah. Huh. Get off that couch, turn off that MTV. Yeah, it's great in the video. And then he, yeah, get off that couch, turn, our, turn off your MTV. Hey, hey, my woman looks good to me. And he talks about her having the magic touch. Yeah, but MTV wouldn't have been around when he was 16. No, no, he's probably he stuck that in there. It, yeah, yeah. It, it to me the original e- everything is worth it for this Get last song. I think this last song is like my favorite. Turn off the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> one one thing, the next song is <laughs> turn off that car fifty four. <laughs> turn off Lost in Space. <laughs> John Williams. <laughs> This again is just the aesthetic is, yeah. 
And the guitar, man. Yeah, the guitar is really good. The tone is fucking. Man can play the blues. Yeah. This vibe right here just it fucks me up. I love this. But like I, I I mean to me this is more like Miles Davis sort of vibe. It's I just love this. Yeah, like old Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Stan Getz. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or even some like dizzy stuff. Right. You know? Well, you know, if you listen to West Montgomery, similar guitar tone. Yeah. yeah. Or even like an Etta James. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The slow yeah. burn. And he sings great in this song. Yeah. The slow tunes he really owns. Huh? Was that a flute? No. No, it was just the horn. Like the horns in this song are fucking awesome, care. dude. They're just subtle enough and just noticeable enough that it's like really tasteful and, mm-hmm. you know. That's my. He does sing really well in this album. Yeah, not that that's what you care about. I think this is my favorite song of the of side B. Well, just in general, it's my my number one. But as this far is your as yeah, one, but as really? far as his singing goes, it, it's my favorite. Well, he does sing really well, Luke. Yeah, he you can tell you can feel it. Yeah, it's got a lot of soul in it, as opposed to like something like um, mellow my mind. No, not so much mellow my mind, but um, mellow my mind has a shit ton of soul. Can no. you go to two oh seven, right into the horns? It's just awesome. Just this whole section between the guitar and the horns. It is nice, yeah. This is my number three, I think. That's so nice, man. Russell's got his eyes closed. Mike's got his hand on his then that, pad. Then did you hear him do that she guitar never thing? Loved me. That huh? walk <laughs> down right there was awesome yeah. with the guitar that he did. Like, dun, dun, dun. It was fucking beautiful. There's a lot of great spots in here, man. I wrote down other yeah. shit like the horns at the end, four fifty-seven, and then especially at five ten. There's like just a ton of stuff. One more. All right, just do four fifty-seven. <laughs> You hear the guitar? What he's doing there? What? The sax is nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That is. Then, did you hear his guitar? Do you see what I'm saying? Where he's doing mm-hmm. that? Dun, 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 dun. He's like walking it down right with the. It's fucking perfect. Listen to the horn there. It's like, even though he's singing, you can still hear it. Like in the background, mm-hmm. it's just adding these really tasteful. What noises did it make? It's, it's fucking One more awesome. time? In the jacket voice now? Oh my God. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. I just watched you cream in your pants a little bit. No, there. I wasn't creaming. Right in his peenie pad? It was peenie. I just shit in my peenie <laughs> pad. Oh, you got it on backwards then. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> he just pooped his pee pad. Jacket, <laughs> breathing noise. <laughs> well, I think it's it's funny that this was the first album back with Reprise. You know, after they worked out that whole deal, they bought out the rest of his Geffen contract and stuff. And then the first thing he does back with the Reprise is another kind of genre experiment. Genre experiment, but I think it's a really successful one. Yeah, and it's the best album he'd Did, come out with in a long time. Was this received well? Um, I didn't look it wasn't up. received well until the MTV thing. 
You might be onto something. See, that's what I'm saying. You might be onto that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yes, but only because he's a time traveling vampire. Right. He planned it. That's all I'm going to say. Because yeah. I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna cash in before it's all friggin' shows about pregnant teens. So actually, if he's a time traveling vampire, maybe then he did write the MTV lyric with the Squires and this. <laughs> That's early true. 60s. And they're like, "What are you talking about? Get rid of that line, huh? You'll get it. Your hey, kids will. Your love kids it. are gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's from when my brother plays a song, Bob Bob Young. Yeah. <laughs> hey, America. But it didn't. The album didn't did do great. Yeah. You know, but it was to me, it was the start of the resurgence of of Neil getting a little life back in his career and people getting back on board and more. I think more younger people getting back on board because of the this notes for you. Youngsters. Thing. Yeah. yeah youngsters. youngsters. Yeah. Which he did again, you know, in the 90s. I would say oh, yeah. I would say overall. Third favorite, f- third or f- probably fourth favorite of the 80s. You'd, I'm not including. You, st- you started the episode by saying it was your second. I know it's working its way down. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I keep forgetting freedom. I keep. We haven't done freedom. Yeah, we haven't done freedom yet. Which I'm very that was, excited. That's the to last get one of the to. '80s. Um, yeah. and it will obviously cover live at the Blue Note, but I do want to play just like a second of uh, the version of tonight's the night on at the end. It's literally a 16 yeah. minute version, and it's and it's fantastic. <laughs> that's it. This whole song. Nice. Yeah. I still like the his the main version, the original versions of Tonight's Tonight better than this. But I like this. I don't know. Like that. It's like it's doing the guitar string yeah, stuff. Little surf. Yeah. I like. I mean, it's so fucked. The intro is so long. I'm gonna try to get to like a. I didn't write down a time, but like I'll just literally drop it in the middle. Nice mix. Not bad, right? You can tell he's just fucking. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. It's not rushed, it's just fucking nice. And he gives everyone space to do their shit. Anyway, we'll get to it. It's a great album. If you guys. And then he just blows the harp and just like. It's a really excellent album. I'll, I, you know, like I said, I'd probably go back to that before I went back to this notes for you. It's yeah. just such a, it's, Agreed. it's a better recording, better performances, better sound all around. You know, everything's mixed great. His playing and singing is amazing. Yeah. You know, the horns are per, are, are perfect. The horns are perfect, <laughs> Luke. I heard it. They're fucking I heard perfect. It. Not as great as the Brian Setzer Orchestra. I mean, what is though? Yeah, let's right. Be, let's or be the real. cherry popping daddies. What's better than BSO? I mean, let's be honest. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, not yes. BNL. Jesus, Jesus might be better than the BSO if Jesus had a horn. Section. Oh, we should mention this album is sponsored by Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Hello, Jesus of baby, Naz- baby Jesus in particular. We are coming upon Christmas. Right, Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth with locations in Nazareth. Lazarus. No, that you was a guy. You know what's weird right? is I rolled into Nazareth. I was oh, really? Feeling about half past dead. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, yeah, will you? Uh, will I wrote you, that. Will you take Jack, my dog? I wrote that by myself. <laughs> Just feed him. 
<laughs> you're gonna love Jesus, Russ. You're falling asleep. I know. I know. Come I'm on, Russ. Tired. By the way, when you finally I roofied the blue notes. When you watch the when you watch that the Robbie Roberts and Doc and you you hear how he describes how he wrote this song, you're gonna you're gonna. I'm gonna be so mad, dude. That I need to watch. I was looking at my guitar and I play Martin guitars and I realized. Oh, I play Martin guitars. He's like inside every Martin guitar. It says they were made in Nazareth, and I just thought to myself. A road into Nazareth. I was feeling about half past oh, dead. Jesus. <laughs> and then this song just Literally. emerged. <laughs> You're going to oh, love yeah. it. All right, top three. Which is not true at all because some of those lyrics are actually about people they met in Canada and stuff. Yeah, he's talking about coming down from Canada, going down. Uh, the... Come on, man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, top, <laughs> top three. All right, for me, it's The Weight. Uh, Tears of Rage. Oh, we're we we're definitely doing the band after Neil. I'm it's just, um sorry. for me. It's somewhere down that crazy river. <laughs> oh god. Uh, number two is dude. Fucking Jesus. Showdown of Big Sky. Um, the Robbie Robertson solo stuff is just fucking. For me, it's Once We're Brothers. <laughs> god. All right, for real, I'll do mine first. Okay. Uh, my three is one thing. My two is this notes for you, and my number one, my glaring number one is Twilight. I just really like that song. Um, my number three is Hey Hey. Okay. Uh, my number two is um, I Can't Believe You're Lying. Wow. I wasn't. I told you my honest top three. Uh, I Can't Believe You're Lying, Luke. You love Ska. <laughs> I don't. And uh, my number one is Coop DeVille. Yep. Nice. I wanted to put a more lively one, but I just don't know if I can because I love Hey Hey because of that slide guitar. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. The 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 horns are super yeah. fun. Fun as fucking that one too. Oh, these fries are cold. Oh my god. Oh, they're fucking hard. Here, dip them in the blue curacao. Oh, it tastes better. <laughs> I think my three is gonna be. Oh. We're still like, eating them. Though. I know it's the salt. I need the sodium. I, I, I think my three is. <laughs> Is Twilight my two is Coupe de Ville and my one is one thing. Wow! And if I had to do like a a, a more up tempo one, it would be this notes for you. Your number one is twi- your number three is Twilight. Yeah. Are you Team Edward? Yes. Okay, me too. Just want to make sure. I'm Team Battinson. You guys suck. <laughs> I've never seen them. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, they're really bad. I've never seen them. But he's like a fucking he's he's come a long way. Battinson's great now, dude. Yeah. Oh, he's Did gonna you- be. He's going to be Batman, right? So I said yeah. Battinson. But did you see? Did you guys watch the movie The The Devil All the Time? No, no. I haven't gotten to He's that yet. You said it was awesome. Incredible. Yeah. I I also haven't seen The Lighthouse yet, which I really. He's oh my so god, good in the dude! Lighthouse. I really love that. I really want to see. Dude, you would you will I know, love The Lighthouse. I know I will. Yeah. I know. Because you're a big did he, did, um, fucking Defoe fan too. Yeah, I love oh, that's Defoe. one of Willem Defoe. You know that's like Willem Defoe's best. Did you know we met him? Did Who? I tell you that? We met Willem Dafoe. Where? In Maine at this weird, like... At uh, a lighthouse? <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> yeah. No, it's like... Uh, this let's, let's talk about it off because we get a wrap. Yeah, this. All right. Okay, all right. Cool. But um, so, cut, cut song. So, quick, Willem Dafoe. Quick. We love Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Cut um, song. My cut song was this, was Sunny, Sunny Inside. I think mine's Life in the City. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I wouldn't cut that. I love that. Yeah. Huh. That That's was that city, was actually man. between I was between that and um and this notes for you for my top three. Hey man, that's life in the city. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, I might cut Sunny inside. That's my right. cut. Yeah. Uh, next week. Freedom. Next week we finally made it to freedom. Holy the shit! Is end this of the eighties. In the eighties. Album well titled. Yeah. 
It's been a long, hard trudge through the 80s. It's been a long and winding We started road. with Hawks and Doves, and it, it got a little better, and then it just it went right into the fucking shitter. Oh, boy. It's been a ride. The long yeah. and winding road that leads out of the 80s into freedom. Uh I we do have to wrap, but okay. Scott, but out, but someone just made me. All things must pass by George Harrison turned fifty this week. Oh, that's right. I hear they're going to release an expanded edition of that. Really? Yeah, it's a triple fucking album. How much more do you have to expand that album? It's already perfect. So it's perfect. It's it's a. (laughs) It would have been perfect if it was just well. So George Harrison is interesting for two reasons. Because didn't his wife leave him for Eric Clapton? Yes. And that was that piece of shit wrote Layla about. Her while Layla, she was married. Layla to, was is yeah, yeah the what, ultimate like I just got dumped record because wow. she said no I'm gonna stay with George. She later relented and then he fucking got sick of her shit and wrote Wonderful Tonight. I was gonna say Wonderful <laughs> yeah. Tonight. Yeah. yeah, and you know what George Harrison said when he was asked about the whole thing? He's like, "What do you think of?" Because they were best friends, or they still are. They were well, he's I mean, dead. I think he said drums. No, he went. Uh, <laughs> no, they, they asked, "How did you feel about your best friend?" You know, taking your wife away, and he said, "Well, at least it wasn't some jerk." <laughs> but it was, though. <laughs> Little did he know, prick. Yeah. right? <laughs> but so I only bring that up because someone posted they think that's the best post Beatles album made by a former Beatle, and I think I disagree. I think it's Ram for me. I think it's the twelve-inch single for. Um, I don't know, man. Some of that plastic ono stuff. Is- so mine were. I <laughs> went Ram. But Plastic yeah, Ono, I mean, Band on the Run, Flaming Pie, and then really All Things Must Pass. Yeah, I, I mean Band on the Run is is great, but there's on only the a couple of good songs. All Things Must Pass is is, is loaded with great songs. I I think it, just, it could have been it could have been one album in my opinion. Yeah, what All Things Must Pass? Yeah, but I Flaming get Pie is I, one of my favorites. No, All Things too. Must Pass is great. I just I think I relate to those other ones better, and I I had never heard it before. I listened to it a, a few times. This you weekend. say Plastic Ono is your favorite? Is Plastic Ono is my number two, right after Ram. Mother, the one that Eric Clapton plays on. Didn't know he doesn't, does he? The one live in Toronto one. No, Plastic. Pl- oh, the first like the one yeah. with Mother on it. And, yeah, uh, that's work, that, working that man one. or working working class. Working class. class yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Working class heroes. No Ringo Starr records. No, he doesn't make no? my top thirty. Buku Blues. No, Ringo sucks. No, he doesn't. He has some good stuff. He's got some good stuff. Don't, pa- don't pass him by, Luke. Yeah. No, all right, that's enough. Come on. This has been Rocks, Beatles, Back Pages <laughs> with Barry Fife. Thank <laughs> you for listening. We're part of the podcast. Barney uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. And uh, check us out on Facebook. We're also on Twitter, at Long May You Young. Instagram, at Long May You Young. Check out the uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. Next week, it's Freedom. Freedom, baby. Thank God. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Can we heat up these fries? One good thing about him, he knows I've tried it well. Perfect, 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 perfect. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 